and we are recording and uh we will not be uh bombing anyone's house not that anyone was going to do that but i just if anyone's curious that's not what we're doing today we're just talking if anybody gets bombed it'll be my house um (laughs) and with that uh with that uh unholy introduction gentlemen please introduce yourself i suppose aaron first because alphabetical order so all right great uh thanks for having us my name's aaron i'm a one half of the uh stranger by the hour podcast which uh, due to YouTube's uh, terms and conditions is now only available either on Patreon or Rockfin or clips of it on Instagram or whatever. But, um, but yeah, I, uh, uh, my, my background, basically, I spent my whole uh, adult life since I was 17 in the military and uh, retired from the Marine special operations community. And then immediately went to work as a contractor doing um, things related to fifth generational warfare. So information operations, deception, uh, basically anything that used uh, kind of these information-related capabilities. So in the process of that work, it kind of, um, that and some other things, you know, kind of uh, woke me up to the fact that all is not uh, as I thought it when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply was and um then i bump into well cody and i work together in the marines and then again as contractors we start working together and we realize uh that we both kind of feel like things aren't uh, exactly as we were told and you know every kind of the same you know the standard truth or journey hey let's start looking into this stuff and then hey let's start talking about it and um and that's basically uh, my background Cody. all right yeah so <clears throat> excuse me just like uh, aaron I, I joined the marine corps in 1998 uh, i was an infantry guy first and then uh, after the uh uh, invading Iraq, I switched over to explosive ordnance disposal. So I was a bomb guy from 2004 to the end of the career. Um, so I got to Marsoc with Aaron, uh, in 2006, we were the same company there, the very first company, alpha company. And I stayed at Marsoc from 2006 to 2016 and, uh, actually got, uh, on the job contracting because of Aaron, you know, it's kind of like the, uh, uh, the mafia, you know, you, you, you send your resume to these places and they, they fish it around like, Hey, who knows this guy? You know, and uh, yeah. another ex Marsoc guy showed it to Aaron's like, oh, yeah, Cody, that guy's legit. Like, yeah, hire that dude. Um, so and then I did that same thing that Aaron's doing now for about five years and, until I pulled shocks. I couldn't like deal with it anymore. I sold everything I had in <laughs> Wilmington uh, to get half of this 52 acre farm that we're at. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I was kind of the same way. You know, I was uh, always a little interested in the narrative from back in the day. I got interested in um, Von Daniken novels, uh, you know, ancient aliens kind of stuff when I was a kid. And uh, so it was always in the back burner in my brain that shit wasn't quite, wasn't quite right, right. And then uh, during the whole COVID thing, Aaron and I got locked in an office together in the in the building, where we were just basically allowed to commiserate for eight straight hours a day, on the whiteboard, just trying to figure out, okay, what the hell? As military planners, let's let's use a process here and look at this thing and see if we can't figure out. Yeah. Let's assess the problem through a military lens. So we yeah. did, and that was the assessments that we came up with was like, well, that's all I need to get the hell out of here. So, uh, yeah, Yeah. we started the podcast and, uh, it's been going great. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm on a 52 acre farm now looking out over about a 10 acre pasture that Aaron and I both own. 
you uh... yeah and i'm in a i'm in an rv right now because i just sold i just sold my house um so in the i'm working my way out of the burbs and out to the farm so we're in the phase now where i live in an rv with my eight-year-old and my dog uh and uh soon soon we'll be building a, a house out there at the farm and doing homesteading full time so you, you guys are like the fully realized version of of what i hope to do I'm, i moved up i was in i was in maryland for, for say not going to tell the story everyone on the podcast knows the story but i moved i moved up to maine to get closer to family and my next move is to get out into the the middle of fucking nowhere in new hampshire and that nice. is so like i've interviewed like a like a, a ton of people I don't know why I'm focusing on one of the lights is not working. That's my own OCD. But um, <laughs> I just like I just see one light and I'm not just throwing me all off. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of funny though. Like I interview all these people and yeah, kind of like y'all. I mean, I in, in high school I would enjoy like I like a normal high school kid. I read Legacy of Ashes by Tim Weiner about a history of the CIA instead of having going to what most people would call the prom. I was reading that and. You know, in college, I was pre-med and spent a lot of my time in the afternoons just kind of like burned out on Adderall after studying and just like look into other normal shit like Operation Northwoods or Smedley Butler. And it's just kind of like these <laughs> the deep these cuts. Little, yeah, just these little things yeah. that just they kind of add up over time. You never set out to do it. And then like I taught myself Photoshop for a couple of years. I was living at home and uh, I would just listen to audiobooks all day. And, and it starts... You start to notice there are more and more. It's like if you had never seen a puzzle in your life, but you had been collecting puzzle pieces. Like you don't even know you're supposed to put it together, but one day you're kind of like, "Oh, that one fits. That one fits." And you just what? Again, you don't really think about it. It's like seeing two socks on the floor, put them together and throw them in the drawer. And then after a while, like unintentionally, you start to see this like vague superstructure forming. Yeah. And you're like. Like, fuck is that? And it's not even like this is good or this is bad. You're just like, what is that? And you start kind of like putting it together and clipping things in. And then you're like, oh, no. Like, oh, oh, no, this is really. You start realizing you're not putting together Legos. You're putting together like a bear trap and you're in the center of it. And you're like, oh, oh, fuck. And then you try to tell someone, you're like, have you ever seen this? You're like, you're fucking conspiracy theorist. And you're like, what? Yeah, yeah, because they haven't seen the pattern emerge because they haven't been looking. Yeah, and then, it's interesting. Yeah. One of the things you find out, like, um, you know, most of the things that actually matter are not concealed. They're they're concealed inside mythology and rhetoric in, in that way, but you, they're not inaccessible. So you can go read um, Tragedy and Hope by Carol Quigley. It's mm -hmm. accessible. You can read that book, right? And then you can take the threads in there and cross-reference them and be like, is this guy, did they really do this? And then you can look into it and you can you can learn about, you know, the Jekyll Island, you can learn yeah. how the financial system actually works. It's accessible. It's hidden behind pro football and yeah. the blue angels flying over and them traumatizing you every year with nine 11 imagery. It's hidden behind mythology, but it's not actually hidden. It's, it's actually, it's evil, but I mean, you got to respect the game. Like it's gene. It's not behind a big vault and you're like, there's the answers. No, 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 no. There is no, like, there is no high value target. It's all just, they just, the puzzle pieces are laying all around you. And like, why would you pick them up when you could be going and getting laid or eating McDonald's? But like, eventually it starts pulling out a, a string. And it's funny though. So like every other guy I talked to, like I've interviewed, God knows how many people have interviewed the vast majority of the military guys, either Delta Force or CIA or Air Force or whatever like 90% are 
are all either from like an RV or a camp. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. and I'm like, huh, the most like elite killers and, and survivalists I know to a T have all taken to the mountains. And I'm like, that's not a, that's like all the rich people in the Titanic getting on like the lifeboats. You're like, this isn't something's fucked. And uh, well, <laughs> it came from a, from my perspective, it came from a culmination of looking at everything. And, uh, you know, back in Aaron and I's you know, previous life, you had two reactions to being ambushed. And once you come to this realization that some of these things are being leveled against you, I mean, that's kind of how it feels like you kind of sure. wake up and you like, oh, I'm just getting shot at like constantly. Yeah. And the two responses you have to a to an ambush is uh, counter assault who's assaulting you, right? Like if it's, if they're close to you, you just turn into the fight and just give it all you got or you break contact. And I'm like, okay, I'm looking at a captured military industrial complex, a captured media industrial complex, a captured medical industrial complex. It's pharma banking, pharma, you know, banking cartels. Like there is no turning into this and, 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 and riding the ship. Right. So for me, I was like, well, I, it's time to break contact. And uh, I wanted to do it in such a way that, you know, made sense. Like, it's not like a, you know, you're not grabbing your bag of kibble and running off into the woods, you know? Sure. I, I mean, uh, basically one of the things I, I kind of look at up here is, is just building the breakaway civilization. Like there has to be something next. So what does that look like? You know? Uh, yeah. So in, in our, uh, in our discipline, uh, the special operations, like we, we would do this stuff called advanced AFO advanced force operations, right? So you're going to send these small specialized uh, units of special operations guys into an environment to set the conditions for a follow-on force, right? So these are guys that have uh, a skill set in, um, you know, spotting, assessing, recruiting, training, and employing uh, surrogate forces and, you know, the indigenous population. We're going to find out who we can cooperate with in here and we can start partnerships. We can um, start building whatever infrastructure is required for whatever comes next or whatever, right? Safe so house Cody, location. <laughs> yep, all this kind of stuff. So, Cody, like, we, we just – you know, you can't spend 30 years uh, involved in this vocation and then shut it off. Right. So sure. we're, um, you know, we're kind of applying this to, you know, instead of just looking at it as like, oh, I'm escaping from this evil system of systems that's trying to crush me. You, you got to look at it, you know, more positively, like you, you want to be doing something. Right. So yeah. Buddy and his wife have been up there a year now cracking away at it. So building a network of people out there so that, you know, the COVID thing was a big wake up call for a lot of people. It's like, oh, the rules are changed. It's been great. Like I'm in the burbs. I'm like kind of upper middle class kind of lifestyle going on. Like everything's great. And then the rules started to change. Like, oh, hey, to continue to participate in this stuff, you're going to now be required to give us access to your internal biochemistry or whatever, right? So then it, then you're like, okay, I'm not comfortable with these rules. So how do I set myself up so that I don't have to follow those rules anymore? You, it's not about... Um, I think people expect military guys to be like, you know, this like red, red, red meat, right wing response. Like, Hey, we gotta, we gotta get the right congressmen and the right committees. And it's like, no, 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 no. That's not the game. The game is, it's like a, um, a a rip current, right? Like, you know, work smarter. Well, like with a, you get lifeguard training, right. And they teach you the way to get out of a rip current is not to swim directly back against it. You have to go kind of at an angle outside of it to get out of it. Right. And I think that's kind of what we're doing is like, yeah, it's resistance. Yes. It's fighting back, but it's more building and less, uh, less giving them energy back that they want, you know? And really they'll have to show their hand 
to to exercise the level of force it takes to corral the people that are walking away yes. you know um it, yeah you you're forcing them to yeah you're 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 i, I always i always tell this story when i when i was little we you know i had three brothers and we always have to eat brussels sprouts and shit and I, we had this big the dinner table and I, when i was like 12 I, I constructed this thing out of cardboard paper and i glued it to the bottom of the table so i could take brussels sprouts and put it under <laughs> just like a little pocket and nice. uh, i guess one day my dad discovered it. he was like laying on the ground playing with the dog and he and my mom started laughing <laughs> I, I was at school and my dad so my dad just put duct tape over the front of it and then that night we had brussels sprouts and they were they were like, waiting oh, compromised they were just waiting until finally i made the move and like i tapped it and just hung my head like i instantly <laughs> knew it was defeat and they burst out they, they didn't give a shit i was like 12 i thought it was the end of the world but there is something where like they're not gonna not keep fighting they've been doing this there's always been a power elite for millennia but i mean really there has been a sort of continuity of one. I think you could roughly say 1913, maybe early 1900s, kind of smedley, but Gangsters of Capitalism is a great book. Maybe 1880s till like now. Banking, military, industrial, media, pharma, intel, communications, erosion of civil liberties, you know, wars, peace, and Patriot Act, and just kind of keep going forward, permanent war industry, petrodollar, and they, they're just consolidate more and more. Those people don't give up. No. So all you can really hope to do is make them show their hand more because you can keep telling people the shit's fucked. No one's going to listen until eventually enough people start to leave that you do see the veil fall off. And, you know, like China saying, everyone stay home. And then once people don't start staying home, they put tanks in front of the banks, start welding people in their homes. You're like, oh, there's, there's, there's the monster. There's the yeah. iron fist in the velvet glove. And you're correct. <clears throat> they will have to start to show their hand more. And they don't want to show their hand. So I feel like that's really all anyone can do is sort of force them to drop the mask. Yeah, hope. plus I think, uh, and, and you know, there's the whole, you know, everyone gets red-pilled and then they're black-pilled Right. And I think sometimes people you go through, I think you kind of go through this journey on the getting red mm -hmm. pill thing. And at some point you you've got to find a white pill so that you can make, you know, positive action towards something better. But we result of, you know, extended and frequent use of psychedelics or whatever for a while to get kind of that whole blown out perspective. But one of the things one of the ways I look at all this is. Cause I got to find a way to make it less negative and more positive. Right. So 100%. All, all these people that are clearly psychopathic, like behaving in ways that are clearly predatory. And if you buy into all of it, right. The, the, a lot of people in the truth or community get into this victim consciousness about it, where, you know, the WEF and Klaus Schwab and Davos are trying to butt fuck me. And, you know, there's nothing it's we can do about over. it, but it's the, you know, yeah. all this shit. Right. But, but what, I, I look at all those people at this point as having been part of the mechanism that woke me up to the fact that I'm not, I've not been living how I should be living. Like the degree to which I'm being predated against by the banking industry is directly correlated to how much usury and shit I've involved myself in, how much uh, materialism did I require? Oh, I got to 
$600,000 mortgage and, a, and I got to drive a, a $75,000 truck and all of it's loaned to me. And, and, and then when you realize that the money's not real, it's all pieces of debt. You don't actually own any of it. You're like, well, okay. You know, there's people that are taking medicine that they don't want to take so that they can keep their job so they can stay in a house that they really can't afford <laughs> yeah. like that. Right. So, so, okay. So, all right. So maybe I should be thankful for these grabblers that are, that have set up this, financial system that gave me the opportunity to um, figure out that that I don't have a good relationship with money. That's one. Then you take the medical industrial complex. You're like, well, what, what do I really understand about my health? Like how much responsibility am I taking for my health and how much am I giving it away to this system? Alarm bells go off. Hey, the system's corrupt. Now I have to look in and take more responsibility. Okay. The education of my children. Uh, now I'm getting all these warnings from my environment that I can't just drop the little guy off at school and expect him not to come home one day telling him he needs to cut his dick off. Right. So now do <laughs> I need to take more responsibility? Right. And it's, and then, you know, Cody get into like the food stuff, like, Hey, we don't like what's going on. So how hard, what is, what kind of energy and resources is it going to take for us to solve that problem for ourselves? So it's like, you can look at these people as giving you the opportunity to get your shit together. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, the food thing is actually a lot easier than than people think. I mean, it's a uh, it's how our ancestors lived, and that's really what you know. Coming back up here, it just you have a lot of time to think, just kind of like walking around the hills. And what you quickly realize is that, like, oh yeah, this is an abundant, infinite system that we live in. I mean, the, um, you know, you know, I'm surrounded by a lot of oaks and a lot of pines, but if the people that lived here before me would have planted what 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 we're planting, you know, I planted ten fruit trees up here already, like uh uh you know in the course of the next you know 10 years that's a hundred fruit trees that would just be up here dumping food out out of the air you know we've got 37 <laughs> chickens right now i haven't bought eggs and i can't remember when you know we're we're uh got seven goats now and uh it's funny because uh, aaron and i got buddies who grew up on farms and you know they're you know like rough and tumble marine type dudes and they're like hey you know farming's hard work right we're like well yeah so's being a slave bro like i don't like what are you what are you talking about i'm <laughs> like it's also you have to it's like that cheesy fucking quote that i love though it's you know in terms of dieting and it's you can uh suffer the pain of discipline or suffer the pain of regret and it's yeah, like yeah. there is like you're like you just go all the way back to buddhism like hey man it's spoiler alert, life is suffering it's just yeah. suffering you're truly up until you hit you hit 18 and things are getting better and then after that you are physically decaying i mean it's not it's not a that's not a like a, a black pill no you're dying you're, I have I have a biology degree. I got into medical school. I got into pharmacy school. I decided not to go because I'm I'm retarded. But like you are dying. Every part of you is slowly decaying, um, and you have to just then decide. Well, how am I? How am I going to? How am I going to go? And in terms of what you're saying about being positive, is I always go back to like this philosophical question of I mean, truly, with anything you're doing, it has to start with this: Are you going to kill yourself? If the answer is no then start making very long-term goals and understand that it is the next step is going doesn't matter what the goal is the time will pass and it will pass because i have right no intention of killing myself obviously there can be accidents or yeah, let's get that out for the nsa for everybody yeah. involved here like <laughs> yeah 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 <clears throat> yeah yeah right very, very long-term goals and then you have to go well and it will be suffering so once you make and i can say that because so like right after i graduated college in 2013 so like spring 2014 my older brother committed suicide so like it is something that's very close to me 
And for a long time, I thought that's what I was going to do. And I just went full black pill, just gained weight. I mean, I looked like Jack Black, dude, like long, greasy hair, fat as fuck, just every drug I could get my hands on. And was like, this is going nowhere very, 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 very fast. And that's when I moved home, kind of got my shit back together over the course of several years. But it is going to be suffering. And eventually I realized like, okay, I think it was uh, the the subtle art of not giving a fuck that book. And it, there was a quote in it. And it's like, things that can happen to you aren't your fault, but they are your responsibility. Someone leaves a baby on your front door. That's not your fault. And, but it is your responsibility now. Now, I think he says you can feed it to a bulldog or you can bring it to a police station, but you got to make a choice now. And that really dawned on me. I was like, it's not my fault my brother killed himself, but it's now in my court. Do with that what you will. And I was like, I yeah. So that's, and that's a, it, you know, kind of lends to like the, the stoic philosophy a little bit where, you know, you, you are, you're going to inure yourself to hardship purposefully right with the understanding that you're not always going to be comfortable when you're talking about suffering i used to work at uh, i was an instructor at the marine corps scout sniper basic course right so the regular like the regular sniper school that the infantry marines go to and it's a pretty brutal physically demanding and it's kind of a lot of like hey you got to prove you're like tough guy enough to be here type of shit so there's a lot of these like stupid human tricks you know like physical trials these guys got to do and they had this big log that they would you know get it would take several guys to carry the thing and uh, wood burned into it. It said, today holds for you only pain and the promise of more pain. And then on the other side it said suffer in big letters. Right. And that was a constant thing. Like we were every like the mindset was this is only going to suck today. You know, it's going to some parts will be worse than others, but it's going to from the time it starts to the time it ends, it's going to suck. It's how you it's how you act within that. That's what we're observing. You know, we don't care. Like, there's no complaints that are going to be heard. There's no softening of any of this. It's going to suck the entire time. We're watching, like, what you do within that. And that's kind of a good, like, if you can adopt that philosophy in your life. And, you know, you don't want to walk around like, oh, everything sucks. But it's like, I, you know, it's with the understanding of, like, no matter what happens today, the real trial is what I, how I act, you know, within that. And, I, and that goes all the way out into, the, like, the meta uh, situation we're in dealing with these psychopaths, I think. Yeah. Can you, can you transmute that suffering into positivity? Right? Like, yeah, it's uh, I'm glad you brought that up. So again, because I'm a, a, a pussy suburban kid, I was never in the military, but I was in a fraternity in a deep South race of school. And <laughs> I did go through pledgeship back when they could still fucking if the paddles are over there. They could still just beat the shit out of you and make you drink hand sanitizer and horseradish and run until you puke which I, in hindsight i not none of it makes sense and i realize it doesn't matter but like they lie to you and lie to you and lie to you and you start with like 50 guys and it goes down to 40 and 30 and it goes over like the course of like four months right and everyone else is enjoying their first semester of college and you're just like what am i doing i'm like a slave i'm just driving these brothers around they're fucking all the sorority girls i'm sober waiting outside i've barely slept in a month my grades suck but you just keep going and the entire thing is about you know they're always trying to catch you to like fuck your fellow pledge brother you know oh it was his it wasn't your fault right tommy no no, no. i was there i picked up the brother but but bob bob wasn't they're like yeah yeah and then they'll haze bob and the entire point is, is as this goes on you realize that there's never any reward for throwing the say throw your pledge brother under the bus throw your p bro under the bus 
And it it starts to through just nonstop. It doesn't matter how much you study for the test. You can memorize like clinical OCD would just like memorize like the fucking three pages we had to know. And I, I can just not write it down. Well, you now have 10 seconds to write it down. And like a jackass, I'd be like, that's not enough time to write it. Thinking that they gave a shit right. and they were just like, write it faster. And you're like, what the fuck? Uh, and then yeah, like yeah. you just keep fighting and fighting and fighting. There's never any winning. And then you realize that the only win you have is to no matter what, have your buddies back. Even if you yeah. fucked up, you go, no, that was my fault because it's you versus them and you fucking hate them. And then like towards the end of the semester, they're like, none of you guys are going to get initiated and you don't even give a shit anymore because you'll do anything for your what? Your bros. Which is hugely well, important in that environment that's the, because, that's because a you, lot of those, a lot of you guys are going to go on to be like throwing prostitutes off roofs of bank buildings in manhattan and shit so you gotta yeah, yeah. know oh no no we weren't at an sec school that was universe i was uh, okay. i went to valdosta uh, okay, for my okay, first okay, year okay. no no i went to a bumblefuck okay. school in the middle of nowhere i transferred so, so probably probably just lynchings and stuff then lynchings well i mean the fraternity next to us did kidnap an alligator from a zoo and behead it so that was wild but like that's fucked up it's <laughs> super fucked up yeah i remember dude i was i was literally living at the frat house and uh, like i do remember side note like 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 game warden came to our house one morning he's like can i come in and i was like yeah, sure. Like I was just studying, and he was like, "Can I like look in the bathtub?" And I was like, "Okay." And then we had a pool. We were in Southern Georgia, and like he was like, "I'm just gonna check out the pool." And I was like, "Go wild, man!" Like he's like, "I, you know, I couldn't get a warrant." And I was like, "You don't need like I'm. I have a test. Go wild." And he finally kept walking around. He's like, "You haven't seen an alligator, have you?" And I was like, "What?" And he was like, "Yes." And we later found out years later that the but point is this is no at the big SEC schools those guys yeah no they're probably beheading hookers and yeah burning their bodies at like the headquarters of goldman sachs i never got to do any of that it sounds fun but i never did any of that i went to a an old boys school network where it was just a bunch of rednecks doing redneck shit like well fraternities get get demonized and i've definitely talked my share of shit because oh they're all know, cody eventually sold us out and became an officer but most of the time so, we, you know, we're enlisted guys and, you know, we talk shit about the officers all the time. But but a fraternity, really, though, we should have fraternal organization. We should have honor culture organizations comprised of men that uh, that have a fraternal bond that they can take out. This is important. Like the, the part of the reason our uh, Western civilization is crumbling is because we're we've given that up We're we've we've switched the polarity on their little fucking battery from the pop, the male to the female energy. Mm -hmm. And it's like, they've decided that we're going to be terrorized with this like feminine energy right now, but not the divine feminine, not properly constituted yeah, not feminine energy, but like feminine energy run amok and, and supercharged with like insanity. No, so not I, you know, I, I, I've switched my opinion, like more fraternities, more hazing. Yeah, no, no, the big, the big schools, like those things were all, there's like 500 guys. No one knows each other. It's all just money. I went to, I got a little kind of animal house. There was like 30 guys in it. That was fun. And I, I genuinely appreciate like the lessons I learned from it, but are you still uh, networked in with any of those guys or I've got a couple of, I mean, no, I transferred out of that school in 2011, went and did two more years. Of, so it's been 12 years since I've, I mean, there's like three or four guys I keep in touch with and like, but there is a lesson from it. And the lesson I learned is that sometimes you can't fix the like studying organic chemistry. You can fix it. You can study harder. And I got like a 99 and I think the class average was like a 55. I ruined a lot of people's like senior year. They had to retake. I didn't give a shit. 
I'm going to get into medical school. Go eat a dick. I don't give a shit. I got a 95% on the MCAT. I don't, I don't care. But that's different, right? You can die. You can lose weight. You can get sober. You can stop doing benzos and stop taking fucking whatever. But something like being a pledge, there is no winning. And it's only in hindsight when you become a brother and then you're hazing pledges that you realize you cannot fix the thing. You can't win the thing. You can't win the training. How do you act in that adversity? And it completely changes your mind. So I now think, you know, because right after college, I did ex experiment with with mushrooms and LSD, a fucking ton of it for you know, on five occasions. But I mean, it really went out there. And that's when it started to dawn on me, like, after this life, if we go on to become some spirits or some higher realm of angels or demons or gods or whatever, I can only imagine them looking at Earth, smiling and kind of laughing that these dipshits think they can fix it. And not because it's blackpilled, but because this is a training ground. It is pledge ship. And it's supposed to be, there is no winning. You're never going to fix it all. How do you act in that adversity? And you go, That's oh, it. well, oh, it's yeah. Have you uh, are, are you are you familiar with uh, Tikam Olam? No. So Tikam Olam is a Talmudic. It's from the, you know, the Jewish faith. But it's the idea um, uh, that you that we, you must you must fix the world. So like the Christian in the Christian mythology, it's man is fallen. The world is a fallen place. Christ, we, you know, it's, yeah. it's about it's about being Christ like so that you can. The, this Tikam Olam thing is you can see the the tendrils of it and not and Cody and I fall into this uh, all the time where it's like the things that we say are going to sound anti-Semitic to somebody who doesn't understand what that word means. Right. <laughs> but we're, but I'm talking about um, a concept, this Tikam Olam thing. And you can see this is these people. They're meddling constantly. Right. And, you you know, you got a biology degree and got into med school. So I don't know. Maybe this you'd be interested to talk about this. But like. It, you know, this is not from a, um, a specific religious perspective, but we we are now seeing the scientific worldview. I call them the scientismos, the lab coat priests, their worldview their They now the dominant um, metaphysical orientation on the planet right now is the me mechanistic empiricist worldview. Scientific Even people materialism. That, yeah, that's it. Material. Even people that identify as Christians, like they go to the mega church where there's like a guy in skinny jeans Joel Osteen songs and shit right those people are the same ones that because they are so invested in this scientific worldview they're they're like right first in line give me my Fauci ouchie you know what I mean right from I church my, I got like, my booster yeah, right out of the church down to the the jab clinic and it's like how did this happen like what what is going on you know <clears throat> well it's interesting that you said that because uh, I would I would really agree with you that this is some sort of a test we're running here right and, and it, looking through occult symbolism there's a lot of things that that kind of show you that like the mm -hmm. unfinished pyramid right like people think there's always like some sort of capstone on that thing it's like well no not really i mean the symbolism is that there your works will never be finished in this life so no matter how perfect you make that pyramid you'll never you'll never finish it right and sort of like one of the new uh philosophical or or, or like pseudo-religious ways of thinking is like Everybody here is is God, right? Which, sure, okay, we can we, we can run with Godhead, that. Godhead, yeah, sure, yeah. Um, but the question would then be, if that's the case, then it would make sense to me that the Creator is is seeing how much more you can 
be trusted with like the next time around, right? Mm. Like if you're in this test and you got a shirt on that says, I can't even, and uh, you know, this is like, like this shit is, is, is knocking you out of the park, man. You like, ain't God material. You ain't God material. <laughs> like how can you be the benevolent creator of, a, of another thing? You ain't like, getting into Delta force. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like how can I trust you. Yeah. You know, to not be, I think Satan, that's it. When I when I give you your realm, you know, like how can I trust you to be a benevolent, um, you know, whimsical creator, you know, like. But and then there are some like meta themes to that though, and it's yeah, and you don't even know it's a test because if you know it's a test, that's that's different because now you're like I'm being tested. It's when you don't even know it's a test. What do you, you know the idea of why do we have free will? Well, God could create any marionette that loves him. There's that would be as meaningless to him as creating the entire galaxy. It's God. What it's done you create an actual conscious creature what does it do some of them are evil fuck all right some of them against you know everything except you have now you know can god create a rock so heavy that even god can't lift i don't know you know what's the sound of one hand clapping but it's god creates these conscious free will beings what do they do and then you add another layer to it they don't even know they're being tested so then you come to this realization that we are being tested. We'll never win this thing. And that doesn't mean be blackpilled. Oh, it's all a test. It's fucked. It doesn't matter. Every day I go to the gym. Every day I listen to audiobooks. Last year I did 385 podcasts. The year before, I think I did 365. My goal this year is to do 386. Is there a finish line? Absolutely fucking not. But I will always try to do more. I did 85 push-ups today. In February, I will do 90 a day. I'm going to keep going. There's no finish line. But the act of continually going, of trying to listen to audio, I get a kick out of seeing how fast I can listen to audiobooks. And right now I'm at 2x speed. I hope to get to 2.1. Keep going and going and going and going. And once you kind of get the money squared away and you know the podcast is working, take it one step further. Well, what can I do to help people with mental health? What can I blah, blah, blah. It's you continually try to sharpen the spear. Where's the finish line? There isn't one. Is it a test? There's like a meta meta. I don't even care if it's a test. Fuck everything. I'm going to try to do the right thing. And because that's the biggest middle finger I can give a universe that seems to be hell bent on crushing us with a bunch of satanic pedophiles running the world. There's something deeply funny to me about looking at how fucked the whole system is and then still bringing ramen noodle to the homeless shelter. That shit is hilarious. That's, it is hilarious. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you have hilarious. That, that's what's missing in a lot of this shit is like, and it is funny like it's so like yeah funny. okay of it's course so like of course joe biden is some sort of like demon right sure however comma it's like the dude is sniffing kids and it's right it's hilarious right you have to be able to you have to be able to laugh at that or like like when that fetterman guy won right like who cares like you got to be totally out of the left right politics right so sure. you get out of that and then that like once you're out of that that frees you up so yeah. that you can root for you're like whoever please let that shrek guy that can't talk win like please let that guy win like make that do the, the democratic fucking yeah, president yeah, that's the best nominee, possible man. outcome like novelty it's like you, you you once you can enjoy the novelty and yeah every once in a while I'm, i would be lying if every once in a while i'm like oh fuck we're definitely all gonna die next month or whatever you know but oh, usually daily. passes pretty quick and you know no no that's that's my daily that's my my daily cycle of just waking up going it, it's all over i should just jump out of this building to <laughs> to optimism to like love and beauty and like just a pre doesn't matter how fuck the world is like it's sunny it's a blue sky 
my car works like it there is <laughs> love and beauty and then you know I, I imagine a couple hours after this podcast i'll be like you know i think the i think the fall would kill me if i just hopped out of the window i'm like no no because my mom would be sad and then you, you just kind of you just yeah, they, the, the, kneel the, the assholes win if you do that right like well that's the other thing is yeah you die no it ends we're all fucked none of us get out of it there, again there is something deeply funny to me about like build not even in some like you know stay strong but like building a sandcastle but seeing a tsunami so big it's blotting out the sun but still being like hold on i'm putting the finishing touches on it i could because, put shells on the roof and they'll look like yes tiles. and put a little stick on there and there's a flag and i'll build a moat even though that tsunami is tall enough to destroy the empire state building let me just carve that perfectly because that really is all that life is like Dude, i i have a pretty good memory like if i can concentrate like you know, regular memory most of the time, but I can get in this state through kind of meditation where I can really go back into my life and mm -hmm. narrow in on a specific event and then really uh, concentrate on all the details and kind of re-experience it. And sometimes I'm doing that and I'll, it'll just kind of go where my mind takes me or whatever, but it'll be, I'll be able to see myself running around like 10 years ago, um, doing whatever it was I cared about then. And it usually had to do with like chasing some girl around or something like that and like how much and i can really re-experience how important i thought it was or like i used to be into um audis like i was into cars and shit and it would be like something very specific i was kind of get done with a very specific sports car or whatever and it was like besides work it was like all i cared about for months and then now looking back i'm like i'm, I'm laughing at myself i'm like look at you dude you're like a little like something is taking over your mind and you're running around. Like uh, I could see in with the benefit of hindsight that like I was executing a bunch of weird programming, you know what I mean? And so sometimes when I will be able to keep that in mind, when I'm dealing with somebody, I'm like, Oh, this person's just running a script. They're yeah. in there somewhere, but that's not who I'm interacting with. I'm yeah. interacting with somebody that's been wound up and fucking aimed at me or something. You know, you're dealing with like a super shit faced friend who you know is a good person, but you know you're not dealing with them. I just want to go fight them. You're like, I know, I know, I know. Like, get in the car, though. I'm taking you. I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna get back with her. I bet you are, but we're going to go home now. You just, you, there's no dealing with them. You just, I got to hunt you. When the kid's like, I'm a dinosaur, you're like, I guess you are, but you got to go to bed now. Like, just you roll. But what's kind of crazy, though, is then you think, all right, well, what about you from 30 years from now? Like, what are they looking back at you now? Oh, man. Those guys are all talking about surviving and moving. You know, I want to move into the woods. You guys are up on a farm. I was so obsessed with that. And that's what I think is like one thing that always gets me is like, what do you do if everything went well? What if what if all the corruption stopped today? Every politician tripped dick on mushrooms. We just stopped the war, started building a better society. I mean, truly just like the most utopian thing ever. Well, well, you'd get I, that. Uh, you'd get the Stanford Mouse experiment, or whatever that was. Where the remember the or the Milgram was it the Milgram experiment? Well, the I Milgrams remember. when they they force you to kill the guy with electricity. Okay, not that yeah, one, but um, they had one where they gave um, mice every possible. Oh, the Mouse Utopia. Mouse Utopia. That's what happens. Is you everyone everyone gets murderously gay and it all degenerates into hell. Well, let's say we even fixed that glitch, and it was just even better. Just whatever it would be, just fucking like any gravity shit flying around and cancer and we get rid of depression let's say you cure it all and life goes to 500 years a thousand years we're traveling yeah. amongst okay then what i Eventually, think uh 
the sorry, universe just eventually the universe undergoes heat death in a hundred trillion 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 years and it's so even the best case scenario nothing wins so just act with that it's yeah. all over act accordingly i think get if you if you were to take away all the all the governing of the governors right like the society has like a governor on it um one of the simplest answers is it would be to you know pursue excellence and beauty in the time that you're given right like mm-hmm. uh and i think our ancestors understood uh, eternity you know if you look at some of these stone structures i mean they didn't there may be technolithic reasons why they built it in which we can go down rabbit hole after rabbit hole. But one of the things that they did seem to understand is that uh, the only thing that was going to last that long was those particular materials, right? Like granite. And so why would they do that? Like, unless they had some sort of inkling that, you know, this is an iterative existence, you know? Um, so I think if you were to give me a billion dollars and just to get, get rid of all the governors, I mean, that would be the trajectory of life as I would, you know, make beauty. like you said with the push-ups and everything else, I would, I would attempt to find that thing. Everybody's a savant at something, right? Like I would find your savant thing and just use that as a, like a grateful prayer back to whatever the creator is. It's like, you gave me this chance. Yeah. I found this thing that you also, or I also have, however it works out. And so out of gratitude, I'm going to perfect that and give it a, give it away. You yeah. know, I'm going to, I'm going to leave it for them to see what, because when I look at an ancient Hindu uh, or whoever the fuck built it, like in India, because I, I almost like India more than Egypt, you know, you look at the, those things and um, it's a high watermark, you know, yeah. it's like, man, like we, we're capable of that. Like, look at that fucking thing, you know, like it's a, uh, it's inspiring. It's like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, holy shit. Somebody made that. Like, well, what am I doing today? You know, I, I need to, I need to leave something like that for, for the people that come behind me. So they know what they're capable of. Like I'm talking about carving into the rocks around here. I got this from a, from a Hindu temple. Um, they're snakes, but when you, when you, uh, trace out the snakes, they create very intricate knots that if you recreate with string, it shows you, this is this knot, this is that knot. Oh shit. So it's a knowledge transfer into eternity, you know, it's a, so that like, like Aaron's son won't ever have to go what, go through what we went through and then his son won't have to go through what he went through you know and it's like uh i mean well, that's my take on it like, like what that's thing you're describing is something that we have um pruned out of our culture so in the west at, at least right like we don't have um a facilitated uh passage into manhood you know we have our various uh disparate religious traditions but at this point they've in in to a large degree been compromised you know like there there's not a um you know, we were born into like whatever worldview our parents have, and then we're put in um, these schools, which are just government indoctrination. You know, how could you possibly have a broader like view about, you know, everything from, you know, your body to cosmology when you're just getting bombarded with lies and programming until the point where you realize that you're being lied to. And then you have, and then you work on unraveling it. But like, yeah, like what you're talking about is you could, well, you know, the, the benefit to all this stuff that seems to be collapsing, like hard to say the timeline, but it's kind of, I think most people agree that, you know, the, the wheels are coming off this thing. Right. So, you know, what do you look to next when, when we replace these systems, are we going to replace them with something that is, it gives us a more comprehensive view, you know, and, 
and of course there's nothing stopping any of us from doing that in our lives but i'm just is if you're if there's to be any like hope for our culture you know people seem to want the uh the the like technocracy though and the dystopian they like it like they won't like you think people are just going to reject outright like i talk to people at work like about like the uh Neuralink and stuff you know and it's like <laughs> there some people are like yeah i mean if you want to be competitive in the future you're going to need one of those things and it's like oh jesus man but those are the same people that post live updates to facebook about playing farmville like <laughs> stop yeah. stop you don't try to teach a dog calculus you just nod and walk away like it whatever technocratic dystopia is coming is like i i did an episode with with matthias desmond the guy who coined the term mass formation psychosis oh cool and then he his is my, my biggest episode i ever did it was right after dr malone went on joe rogan i had him dr mccall and dr desmond all nice. on together damn man nice that's that video is responsible for like 90 percent of my views and subscribers it is truly the only it is my pyramid it is my car <laughs> yeah, yeah. it is yeah. all i leave behind yeah. um but and then had him on a couple months later and talked about do people even want to be free and that's kind of like that's kind of like what I, it's dawning on me now is I think I'm like, I got banned from YouTube for interviewing McCullough and Malone. And I think I'm on here like fighting the good fight. And personally I do, I just free speech, just fuck off. I just, I would rather be dead. It's just a personal thing. Yeah. But like, then there's also just this, like, I'm like, well, people got to know, like, this is a form of like, of bio, of, of biochemical slavery. And then, and then they become the digital IDs and the digital currency and it's top down control and blah, blah, blah. And I used to think like no one understood this. And now it's starting to dawn on me that I think they do. And not only do they not care, they're like, yeah, it's nice. And I'm like, uh, oh, if I wanted to fall in line, I would have just taken my medical school acceptance, got a white coat and shut the fuck up. I'm the idiot that was like, let's trip dick on acid the day I graduate. Realize I don't want to be a doctor. Go on a just a binge of psychedelics and drug abuse for several years. Weave through it all. Start a podcast at age 30 while living above my parents' garage working at a liquor store. And then somehow turn that into an income source and move out. Like, oh, I am clearly not okay with just going along the path. I think most people are. And I'm not even shitting on that. But it's me trying to convince someone else that blue is the best color. And they're like, no, I've seen blue before. I prefer green. Well, like, I think people oh. deep down, people deep down, they understand that that freedom is actually responsibility. So and you're you're in the responsibility part. Like, OK, if I want to move out of my parents house, I got to make this podcast thing work. Right. I'm not yeah. part of any kind of system. Had you become a doctor, the rest of your life and economics and all that stuff's mapped out. You're good. You're a made man. Yep. So you took responsibility. A lot of people, even if they wouldn't elucidate that, they don't know it consciously, but they can tell, oh, fuck, if I'm not part of that system, then I got to do for me what they're doing for me right now. And I don't know. People are pretty weak. I think that's a thing with truth that a lot of people have a problem with is the implications of truth, right? Like, correct. If you don't look, then there are no implications. It's, you know, you get spoon fed the narrative and you, you try to find a piece of that narrative that, that, gives you a comfortable lifestyle and you know but when you start looking at the implications of things it, it it gets dark super quick man and it sounds like you've got like a Jungian hero archetype in there man because you didn't go down that road you know but and that's kind of the thing and terence mckenna had a great quote he goes the the the, the problem isn't finding the answer it's facing the answer and like 
So all I did in college was study. I was a retard my freshman year, almost got expelled. But like all I did was study after that, just day in, day out, stop drinking, stop smoking, Paul. All I did was study to get into medical school, brought my G- GPA up, aced everything, blah, blah, blah. And uh, went to the number one party school in the nation, University of Georgia, and went to like one football game, like never really enjoyed any of it. And I remember the day I took the MCAT and I knew I fucking crushed it. And I came back and I had to do an extra semester because I fucked off so much my freshman year. But I came back and it was like May or June 2013. And I took that test and I came back to the apartment. But all my friends had graduated about three weeks prior. And I had one extra semester to do. So obviously I'm still there. And I came back and was like, I'm I'm finished. I crossed the finish line. And like no one was even there. And I just remember standing there and I just had this like almost psychedelic zap of like, you're gonna experience this again on your deathbed. What do you want to feel? And I was standing there like, yeah, that's pretty spent, heavy. I was like, I just spent three years just writing the ship, just changing literally a meathead retard frat boy to like fucking presenting toxicology research. And I was like, oh, no, like I got to the summit of the mountain and realized I went to the wrong mountain and was like, oh, fuck. And like and then that came. Well, there's truth. Truth is now staring you in the eyes. What do you want to do with And I should back up. So three years prior, I was in the frat house and I got way too fucking high one night and realized that college ends. And even though it's three years away, one day I'm going to be out on my own. Do I want to keep partying with my head in the sand or do I want to make sure that I'm set when I t- time comes to graduate, have a job that makes me set for life. Right. So I had already had that realization and now I'm having it again going, Oh fuck. So do we stare at truth? Do we put our head in the sand or do we walk towards it? And I was like, well, I can no longer unsee the truth. Once you see it, you can't see it. So most people are like, well, when you take psychedelics, you got to be in a good set and setting. I was like, fuck that. Let's just throw acid on the fire. So like literally took acid for the first time, like out in the woods and it was like, you don't want to be a doctor. I don't know what you want to do, but you don't want to be a doctor. And I was like, okay. So I sent like a thank you, but no thank you letter. 15,000 people applied to this medical school. A hundred got in. I was one of them. And I was like, thank you, but no thank you. And so now I'm filled. This is like spring 2014. Now I'm filled with like, I'm at the bottom of a new mountain. I don't even know what I want to do. I'm feeling a little cocky. I'm like, I got in a fucking medical school. I can do anything. And like a week later, my brother kills himself. And I was like, well, that's a new, that's a new wrench, <laughs> a new wrench in the system. And that took like five years of just unimaginable suffering. And then starting this podcast. And the point I'm getting at with all of this rant is what Cody said about you can ignore truth or you can accept the naked answer for what it is. And the more you observe it and meditate on it, you realize the answer doesn't, the answer is not out to hate you or love you. It's not out to help you or hurt you. It just is. No, gravity is here. Gravity doesn't give a shit. I can drop the water bottle. I can fall and break my nose. It's just, it just is. And it's, it's apathetic. So look at the truth. It's not there to hurt you or help you. Do with it what you will. And it, I was like, okay, you can't party like an idiot. And then three years later, I realized like, you also can't work nonstop. And then several years after that, I was like, my brother took his life, but it could have just as easily been hit by a bus. Death is death. A funeral is the same. And that could have just as easily been me. 
So what will you do with that? And that's kind of completely liberated me is stare into truth, stare into the jaws of it and then just act accordingly. And it's, it's an insane amount of pain, but you can go through the pain of, I live in suburbia. Everything's mapped out. I have a job and a 401k and I have dental, but you are still getting the pain of deep down inside. You're like, what am I doing? I'm just watching Netflix and going to the bar on Friday. The pain is the fucking same no matter what. So just, I don't know, choose the one you want more. I don't know what the purpose of that rant was, but. Uh... Well, we're talking about the truth and that, <laughs> that's, that's what you put in jeopardy for a lot of people. When you start telling, you start trying to tell people the truth that don't want you to, what you're attacking is like their whole, the foundation, you know, yeah. like when you tell them, Hey, there's no way that two aluminum planes cost three <sighs> fucking buildings to crash. It's the implications of that that they can't deal. With. When you're like, nah, dude, Freemasons didn't fucking drive dune buggies and hit golf balls on the moon, player. Let me tell you what's up. Let me tell you about who uh, Von Braun is or whatever. People, what you're doing is you're knocking out their fucking pedestal they're standing on. And you got to, I've learned that um, it's great for people that are receptive, but when people don't want it, don't try to, don't try to put oh, it They'll on. attack you. They'll bite you right in the fucking neck. They'll chop your dick off. Well, I mean, you talk to a ton of people. Um, I'm always kind of on the fence of, of where I see this thing going. You know, you always hear about like the great awakening, great awakening and everything. And as I'm just, I could be in my own echo chamber, but as I'm just scrolling through various things that I look through on social, you know, you do see down in the comments, uh, some hilarious shit that people say nowadays that, that, that clearly shows that there's some sort of awakening. Happening, right. Um, but you know, being an ex-military guy, I look at things like key terrain, right? Like we would we would say you have to seize key terrain for a battle to be effective, or or for even for a battle to be won, right? And that could be used across uh, multiple different, uh, uh, like like key terrain is not exactly just terrain. You can look at people as key terrain, like you can media. look at yeah, media, all these different things, you know. And um, like I just haven't seen the key terrain seized by anybody that's like trustworthy, right? Like we can all have this great awakening, but it's like we, there needs to, you, you then need to see like uh, key terrain be seized by individuals that you at least assess are not compromised. You know, like how, how do you, like what, what's your pinky toe in the water telling you these days? So, well, well, the one, what you just said, the comments, the comments are here. Well, here's another thing is like, uh, like I have YouTube premium cause I'm a cuck and I'm still paying the great Satan, but like, oh, yeah, me too. I, I've had a, you gotta download <laughs> hate, your, you gotta download your documentaries. How am I going to fucking listen to a NORAD documentary if I can't download it? And internet's not ubiquitous. And when I'm out in the middle of the woods at my parents' house, I need to learn about Cheyenne mountain. That's just what it is. Kill me. Little things like that though. I've just noticed over the years, like it's getting worse. It glitches. It's not getting better. You go into the comments, you look at things and people are like, I hope this comment isn't deleted. But like that guy that died suddenly got the, you know, and then they like use some weird cryptic like emoji to spell Vax or something. Yeah, right? hobo code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do all these weird things and, and then it gets squashed and you go, well, no one's awakening. It's all alone. And then, you know, you get banned from YouTube and you're like, fuck these people. But then the more and more people you talk to, the more and more people I interview, you know, like a Dr. Malone, the first time I had him on, it was all about like the cell wall and phospholipid violators and, and mRNA replication. 
a year later, he's like, did you know that like Nelson Aldridge took a bunch of rich guys out to like Jekyll Island in 1913? And you're like, hey, you know, Dr. McCullough starts with like, well, the cardiac wall is very delicate. A year and a half later, he's like, so there's this guy, Smedley Butler. Apparently the DuPonts told him to take 300,000 World War One soldiers. And I'm like, there we go. And it's like, yep. you know, I have my mom who goes from like watching Fox News to her saying like, you know, I don't think that COVID is, I think, I don't think COVID is the first case of corruption. I think we're just starting to see it now. And it's probably been going on forever. And I'm like, all right. Well, well, so then you have to go, well, how come more people aren't seeing this? And I always, I always go back to like, like the Nazis, right? And the Nazis looked like a monolith up until the end. They're still fighting, hanging out in the Fuhrer bunker. But we now know in hindsight that they started taking steps to betray each other. And this is a long way to answer your question, Cody, but I'm getting to it. They started betraying each other years prior. The, you know, not just Von Braun, but Arthur Rudolph, Otto Ambrose, uh, Kurt Bloma, uh, Walter Schreiber. They all started taking documents from their bio research, chemical research, rocket schematics, and just burying them out on the farm because they knew it was not going well. Years down the road, they would use those for bartering trips. Hey, don't hang me at Nuremberg. I'll help you with the guidance system. But we don't see that. We see them as a monolith up until the very end. And even what was Hitler's last thing? The Nero decree. Burn everything. Burn down every telephone pole. Light the rubber on fire. Give them nothing. And it's not until decades later that we go, oh, that shit was crumbling from the inside. But it looks the same. It's like a fire. All the logs are there burning. And then all of a sudden, and it all falls. You know, like, you know, the sparks go up and you're like, what the fuck was that? What had been happening for a long time? And I think that one of the most like perfect examples of that are the comments. Just before they get iced, you'll see it on Facebook. You'll see all like the, the bullshit comments boosted to the top. And then you'll just see something random. It'll be like Tower 7 fell at free fall speed. <laughs> and you're like, what was that? <laughs> you know, you slide in there and you're like, you ever, anybody read like project for a new American century and just these little and but then you'll see them like before they get deleted and they'll have like a thousand likes and then they'll get iced and you're like, oh, oh, some something's going on. Like everyone yeah, damn like, might, might be breaking. That'd be nice. We don't see it. We we see the monolith. And so kind of like ear on the ground. I think a that so like the Nazis, the people in charge are never going to be like, yeah, no one believes this narrative anymore. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to delete every comment. They're going to artificially boost every view. Think of how easy it is to boost it. It says, you know, a Jimmy Fallon video has a thousand views. They just change the K to an M and you don't see it. You're just on your phone and you go, a million people are watching. No, they're not. They just, they changed it from a digital K for a thousand to a digital M. That has massive power. I think the whole fucking thing is just termites going through it all, but not in a bad way, in people waking up. And so I don't think it's all fuck. I really don't. Now, key terrain, that's a different story. I don't I don't know. I'm not sure where I stand with Elon Musk, but there is one thing. They're definitely not on board with like the Twitter files. So like that that is a case of something happening again i don't know what maybe he's controlled i don't fucking know i am still 
deeply optimistic, despite talking about how we're all just going to fucking die in the heat death of the universe, despite all of that. I really am still deeply optimistic just because every century of humanity for the last 10,000 years has been so inexplicably worse than what it is right now. And by virtue of the fact that we're here talking, we got through it. I mean, Kennedy got domed a year after the Cuban Missile Crisis, and we're still here. Like, so... Yeah, that is a good I'm point. Positive. For as bad as as bad as things are, they did like murder the president of the United States. They blew you know his I mean? head off, and then the and then the TV. country just get and then the country got richer. So it's like, <laughs> See, wow. we, we just, yeah, hey, um, you guys keep talking. I got uh, someone coming into the house to buy uh, furniture, so I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to leave off. So, but thanks, Tommy, for having me. I really appreciate it. And oh, great conversation. Dude. Thanks, for, thanks for coming on, sometime. man. I'd absolutely yeah. love to have you but on. You again. guys, keep, you guys keep at it. I just gotta go. All right, we're the, talk right. the troubles of escaping the system. Yeah. No, he, he, All right, later. Bye. Later, buddy. Aaron, Aaron's about to get murdered. Somebody's coming. About to <laughs> blow his fucking head off. It's Dale. Um, but yeah, no, that that that's my answer to you. Is I do. My gut says there is there is an awakening going on. I can't. Well, also in a way, it. I figure like there there kind of has to be. I mean, looking at um, you know, what can probably only be described as like a a luciferian control system right like it's yeah uh, i mean just just pedophile demons that's what it is right it's a it's, um you know you sit you sit around and you just kind of like stare off into space and you i like doing the mind games of like okay well where does this actually go like outside of complete technocratic like brain chipped enslavement like um that can't last you know it's uh at least in my assessment you know like it um the reason why they have to pull off so much of this shit in secrecy, because it, were you to give the people the option, like, well, hey, check it out. You'll have universal basic income, but you'll basically be like a, uh, a hamster on a wheel in your apartment, right? Like you, you'll do your thing and we'll register that that happened through your, you know, bioelectrical surveillance device. And then you'll receive your UBI, you know, you're, you're, you're like a walking Bitcoin generator or some point like that. Um, at a certain point, you would think that that would have to collapse. Right. So, I mean, that, I guess that does give me hope when I'm, when I'm, uh, analyzing it, if that made any sense at all. No, it does. Uh, <clears throat> I also think that there are just higher orders to think, uh, Howard Bloom has a great book called global brain. And it's about how like all the pieces of a system can never, never understand the identity of the entire system. So like yeah, compartmentalization. Yeah. Well, not even secrecy, but just like the actual, like a computer can never understand its exact design. It's it's the philosophical idea of you can never understand something meta to you, which I think meta technically means like equal to you. So like, like the human brain could never fully understand how the human brain creates consciousness. We could understand yeah. everything just below us. You know, with enough research, we could understand a dog's brain. But in order to understand our own brain, there would have to be something higher than us. Yeah. And by default, that higher thing is now not understanding. It's understanding us. When it goes to understand itself, it can't. So Howard Bloom talks about like, like a piece of like charcoal and like every atom and every molecule inside of it acting in unison and electrostatic, weak nuclear, strong nuclear forces. But then there's a behavior of a flame that the charcoal cannot possibly understand. And there's a higher order to that. So like, 
whatever it is that all 8 billion of us are doing, even though most people are kind of brain dead, there are, there are positive and negative feedback systems, right? The whole biosphere, like no algae is thinking now it's time to reproduce. We just see times in like cycles and we look in like ice layers and we're like, Oh, when there was more carbon there and there was less fucking nitrogen, these algae off the coast of Ireland did this. And a strong enough supercomputer can understand that it's just this perfect flowing of symbiosis, but no one thing inside of it can understand it. And then we, we get all cocky and we go, well, clearly we're understanding it. Okay. Sure. Well, now there's one above us looking down at us that we don't understand. So I think that something's going to happen that by definition, and this is kind of a, a bullshit answer, but it's by definition, we can't know because yeah. we can't, we can't understand. Like we, we see things like the iPhone and we go, well, the new iPhone will be a little bit bigger and a little bit faster. We can understand that, but you got to go back to like pre phone. There was someone, some entrepreneur who was like, no, we have an idea of a phone. Like it never existed. Um, maybe this might make it more easy. There was this like popular mechanics article from the year 1900. It was predictions for the year 2000. And it's kind of funny because it's all steampunky, like, Jules Verne, kind of retarded. And it's like, firefighters will have leather wings and they'll be able to fly up apartment buildings and put up, you're like, that's fucking. And it's like, you'll have little, you'll have screens with tubes full of mirrors that will bounce your face through the tubes so your friend can look at you. And you're like, oh, fuck. And it's like, students will all put a helmet on with a wire that goes to the center of the classroom where they have a big, like, wood chipper and you'll throw books in and just, you're like, what the fuck? Uh, everyone will have uh, their own hot air balloon and they will travel in mass. And you're like, okay. But then you start to look at it and you go, well, what are the actual concepts that they're saying? Forget the mechanism, but the concept. Yeah, I was about to say, they're talking about some interesting concepts in that. Well, what are the concepts? Fighting fire from the air. Yeah. They were wrong with the leather wings. But what about a 747 dropping fire retardant material? Right. They were wrong with the tubes full of mirrors. What are you and I doing right now? talking in real time right do they put the books in the wood chippers no but i have a i have an audio book library with a thousand books that i can listen to anything anytime right okay does everyone have a hot air balloon no do they have personal transport a car they sure do what about personal air transport some people own their own planes but no most of us can go buy a ticket and get on a plane so you can fly through the air economically they weren't wrong. They're wrong yeah. in how it happens because by definition, those things weren't invented. They didn't, there wasn't a microchip and a silicon transistors and shit. They just, they didn't have that. Yeah. So, they had a known function. They just didn't have the form yet. Correct. Yeah. So how do we get out of this? I think, and I think you think, that it will be an awakening of a critical mass of people understanding what's going on. What form does that take? No, I don't think it's going to be some French Revolution or January 6th on steroids. But there will be a novel either invention or a, a, a crack in the facade of the monolith that will shock all. Of, I mean, it could be a new technology. I don't know what it, it could just be that 
some people get on a rocket and just go to Mars and said, eh, fuck it, going somewhere else. I don't, I don't know. I mean, three months ago, the idea of the Twitter files was unimaginable. Right. Someone would take over and start publishing emails from the FBI. What? Best case scenario. Yeah, yeah. Stop dreaming, dude. Put down right. the opium. But it's here. And it it went from novel to just, yeah, they're on like part 15 now. So quickly, we have just gone, eh, fuck it. Like, so what is what is March 2023 hold? Right. I mean, by that logic, a year from now, we should be talking and being like, yeah, we had no idea that uh, Elon Musk and Donald Trump were going to buy YouTube and then publish everything. And, uh, you know, and it was going to lead to a church committee investigating big tech. Well, so what are your thoughts on this new uh, like church committee that they're basically standing up now? You know, is that a show trial or are they going to be like limited hangout? Yes, these guys I, are doing this. I, I don't know. But the very idea that anyone would hold anyone's feet to anything closely resembling a fire, even right. just a year ago, it seemed absurd. Like, it's going to manifest in new ways that I, I can't possibly understand. Like, why are, how are they finding that Biden was having, you know, classified documents off? I think they probably always knew that, and this is probably their way to take him out now. It's probably they're replacing him with someone else. So that's maybe not a good example. It's going to... And again, it's a bullshit answer because it's what it's really saying is, is right. oh, you can't understand it. Well, that's just cheap writing, right? Yeah. One of, one of the things that has concerned me, I guess, over the past year or so is, is analyzing the ham-handed nature of a lot of the shit going on right now. Like the WEF just operating openly, right? Yeah. Um, Aaron and I have talked about this a bit. Normally, the only time you operate openly is is when you have assessed the risk and you've already lined up contingencies enough to cover uh you know anything that's going to blow up in your face right so if we're going to attack this village in broad daylight we've assessed the risk that it's uh you know less risky than doing it at night we've already locked on uh medevacs we've already locked on fire support we've already locked on you know different maneuver elements to cover possible uh you know, reinforce enemy reinforcement uh, ingress or routes, and so now at a, at a certain time, you know, call it 2020 or whatever for them. Like we've decided that we're going to step off on this plan, and uh, it's going to have to be in the clear. We're going to walk across this desert to this spot, and we're just going to have to deal with whatever they send after us, right? So, part of me assesses what's going on is 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 that they've reached or we call it set conditions. You know, they've they've set conditions through all their think tanks and CFRs and working groups. They've, 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 they feel like they've identified enough of the, the little hidden landmines that they can, that they can move forward. But another thing I'm kind of noticing that's kind of sneaking around in the, uh, in the narrative is, um, you know, it's uh, clearly the devil worshipers or whatever you want to call them, the weirdos, the blue hairs, they really are in the minority. Like if you, if you look around and you're honest with yourself, no matter how much that shit gets pumped up, like they really are in the minority. Yes. Um, so one of the things I'm kind of hearing in the in the in the narrative sphere is that the powers that be know that the pendulum is going to swing back to the right. Right. You there's only so many drag queen story hours you can have before, you know, honest men and women are like, no, no. this isn't going to fucking happen anymore. So I'm curious to see 
if there is a big shift and if there is a big shift, like how organic is that? And how was the big shift planned for? And now that there, now there's new animal farms, new echo chambers, like new catching features, right. Mm. That, uh, like, oh yeah, these guys were evil all the time. And now this is the new catching feature where we're just going to okay the extreme right to start like lynching these fucking people, you know, is, is mm-hmm. it like, I'm a little concerned about that. Like, it, like, are we witnessing a pendulum swing that is organic or are we witnessing a, a plan? Because inside their working groups, they had, oh, they're brilliant. Yeah. They have to, they would be remiss to say the least to be like look there's actual people out there you know like dale who are pretty serious and if (laughs) you push these guys far enough they're gonna push back so what they have to be considering catching features and counter moves to when the normies are like hey look fuck it like we're not doing this anymore you know um i mean even if that's uh you know what aaron and i've decided which is break contact you know that which is, uh, you know, the, the catching feature for us would have to be pretty obvious. Like, oh, you're not allowed to burn wood in your wood stove anymore. You're like, okay, man. We'll be physically like, coming to your house and saying you're coming with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's, uh, that's the end. So what do you think about that as far as a, a controlled swing back to, I mean, because the Catholic Church, man, is 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 like a owned fucking, oh, allegedly that's for. God. You know what I'm saying? Bought, but like, bought, bought and paid for. Right. There's a statue um, of Moloch over there. Like. Yeah, no, 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 uh, no, complete. And that, that is kind of the funny thing is when you reach like the end of just thousands of hours of audiobooks and documentaries, you just throw around these things so nonchalantly. They're just like, yeah, yeah. yeah so the demon pedophiles that took down the World Trade Center and people are like, then you have people that like still believe the dollar's backed by gold. And you're like, oh, like, oh, we got to oh, start I'll, way I'll back. I'm speaking okay, a new right. language to you. I'll answer that in a second. I got to go pee. I do this every episode. Um, I'll be back in a minute. Tell everybody where to find uh, y'all's podcast website. Okay, cool. Yeah, so we did get banned off of YouTube, uh, but you can find us over there on, uh, you know, we're, we're dropping clips on Instagram. Our full episodes are on Patreon. Uh, you can find clips on uh, Rumble, BitChute, uh, Mines. We're scattering the clips pretty much around the rest of the social media, but the main uh, the main site that we're holding it on right now is Patreon until long term we'll be, you know, create our own website and and try to control our content like that. Um, a lot of the bigger interviews, or I guess, bigger for us that we've done, like we recently did, uh, Ryan Christian from the last American vagabond, uh, that's on, that's for free on Patreon. So if you head over there, you don't have to, you know, pay our $3 a month to listen to it. The, the bigger stuff on there is for free. Um, but yeah, that's about, uh, where we're hanging all of our stuff. Um, we did start up a new YouTube channel that it was, it's called, uh, VSP strange presents. So like Victor Sierra, Papa space strange presents. Um, we haven't hung, any, hung anything on there besides like a, like a preview video. And, and basically the plan for that is, you know, understanding YouTube's, uh, algorithms and, and who owns fucking YouTube. Our, our long-term plan there is just to hang the things that we're doing here on the farm to promote, uh, uh, you know, resiliency and, and self-dependency, right? Like alternative power systems. I'm super geeked out over the potential of bringing back the fucking steam engine. Um, you know, different, uh, water stoves for hot water and, uh, you know, just the ability to use organic fuels that we have a pretty much infinite supply of here on a a 52 acre farm, um, basically highlight, highlight things like that. 
Um, yeah, so a couple of answers to what you said. I think to go back to the, I'm sorry, trying to get this blanket right. Um, yeah, the, I guess the analogy I always use, which is weird because I don't understand sports at all, but I always use sports analogy is like, uh, is like going for it on like fourth down. Yeah. Like normally you don't do that. You ponder, you go for the field goal, especially. And if you are going for the fourth down, you don't take the, you don't take the prime MI, uh, not MI, uh, VIP, MVP uh, quarterback and tell him to rush it and he's going to break his leg. Like you don't, you just don't do that. Right. Unless, of course, it's the last seconds of the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. It's worth it. Go for right. it. Break your leg. You, this is the yet. This is the goal of the entire career is to win. Maybe you have to sit all next season out. Go for it. Get the gold. So on one hand, you go for it. You sort of step out of the traditional pattern of being more conservative and playing the long game. You got a game next week and next week and next week, or we got three more quarters of this game, whatever. And you go for it, right? So that's kind of desperation. It's we see the goal. We have no other options. It's go time. So there's one side. The other side is we're up by 80 points. Yeah, let's try a trick play. Yeah. Okay, who cares? We're up by 80 points. There's 10 seconds left. Yeah, let's try a trick play. Who gives a shit? So there's there's two reasons. Yeah. You're either desperate or you're like, yeah, fuck it. We're up by so much. Put it in the third string. Go for it. Who cares if he fumbles? So there's two ways to look at this. They're desperate. The plan has been that they've been meticulously planning out for the last century, century and a half. They're now realizing some unforeseen things, you know, like we didn't I thought social media would be this ubiquitous. We didn't see Bitcoin. Who, who th- would have thought Elon Musk would just say, fuck it and buy Twitter? Like, these are all things that we didn't know. We've never planned on Trump getting in there. We like, so kind of got to do a sloppy COVID thing. We were hoping to wait till 2030 to do it. And that's why it's kind of rushed and it's kind of butchered. And like, they didn't even really fully carry it out. They're all just dropping mandates now. It could be that they're sloppy because they're going, drop everything, run, run for it, run for the end zone. Just fucking go for it. Or it could be, it's so game set match. Yeah, fuck it. Pull the mask off now. You're uh you're familiar with uh, Albert Pike. Uh Albert Pike is the uh like 33rd degree Mason, yeah. former uh Confederate general. Um you know, this is these are all things that are in the narrative, right? Like I don't personally know whether he actually wrote this, but uh you know, allegedly there's writings from Albert Pike to uh I forgot the guy's first name, but Manzini of the Illuminati. Basically putting out like, Hey, you know, this is the way that we can get to this con this, this control that we're looking for. And the right, the, the writings basically spell out, uh, you gain control through three world wars, you know, and, uh, you, it's written in an 1800s. I think it might be, it's either in morals and dogma written by, by Albert Pike, or it's just some other, uh, essay that he sent to Manzini. But, um, Essentially, what it clearly points out World War One and World War Two. Like you can look at it, like yeah, mm-hmm. the fascists are going to be used to destroy the communists, etc. Well, what it says about World War Three is that they're going to unleash the nihilists and the um, it's not the devil worshippers. It's like nihilists and something else. Um, and you can clearly see that in going back to Drag Queen Story Hour, right? Like you, it's basically unleashing unleashing the dregs of humanity 
for that to be the instigator of the normies rising up and fucking crushing all of them. Because mm -hmm. one of the things that always happens, you know, in your communist revolutions, however it happens, is the a lot of the initial instigators, your rabble rousers, you know, they get rounded up and killed with everybody else. Mm -hmm. Because it's clear to the new communist regime that, oh, these people are all, these were all the troublemakers that we used. So we yeah. know they're troublemakers. First ones against the wall. Right. So Stalin rounds them up and fucking kills them. So I'm also kind of curious as to is our, if we're just playing along to that already scripted out timeline where we're in the time where they're going to show you that these pawns that they've been using, you're basically crime families, Clintons, Bidens, you know, um, call it whatever you want. Um, you know, when you're, when you're a pawn, you don't get to choose when you get sacrificed. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm, I'm curious if, if that's the stage of the game we're in, right. If we're in Albert Pike's third paragraph where they're pulling the mask off of the devil worshipers, the nihilists, the, I forgot who it was nihilist, it was specifically nihilists and then something else. It might've been, Oh, it was nihilists and atheists. Yeah. Um, we're like, look, if you're normalizing pedophilia, like you're a nihilist. I mean, that's, that's all there that's, is to that's, it. Right? Yeah. That's the, the, yeah, the, per the perversion of innocence. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm a little, I'm a little curious as, as to if that's the direction because I really like your analogy about the puzzle pieces. And that's kind of the way I do things now is, uh, you know, I used to get really energetic whenever I would find a new puzzle piece, like, Oh shit, look at this, you know? And, uh, but now I just kind of like grab it. Like you said, look at it. I set it off to the side. Cause I'm not quite sure where it fits yet. It's, mm -hmm. it is clearly a piece, but it, you know, how does it actually snap into the rest of this? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Like the, uh, the using of these people to take society to a brink where everybody knows, like even Rome fell once um, Caligula and all those dudes start, you know, making the horse, the fucking high priest, you know, like at a certain point, you know, people come in and they're like, yeah, fuck this. We're not doing this anymore. Yeah. So kind of like the puzzle thing is, when you start putting all the pieces together and you can start to vaguely see that it's a rectangle. Yeah. It's, it's still important to finish it, but part of it's like, I know what it is. It's, it's clearly a rectangle with an image in it. Yeah. Like that, and that, and there's like your meta, like, okay, so what are they doing? Yeah. World war one was the, the right. Abolishing the monarchies. World war two. Creating was, the league of nations, which we yeah. skipped out of somehow. Yeah. 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 World war two was kind of coalescing all the power into really two main groups right yeah soviet communist bloc america marshall plan nato world war three is yeah it's the the mistake is saying it's going to be nuclear nobody wins the game if it's nuclear. Yeah, no they as tim dillon the comedian says despite wanting world control these people still like you know eating caviar out of pussies on yachts like they yeah. don't want to flip you want to you want to run the table you don't want to flip the table nobody wins game's over so it's not nuclear war Releasing the atheists and the I hadn't heard of that, but that's actually it kind of makes me think of the rug pull theory. Have you heard that about no, what is that one? World Economic Forum. So the rug pull theory is that <clears throat> you do all the COVID shit, blah blah blah, right? And then it's safe and effective, but everyone's doing it and whatever. And then what we're seeing right now, what I think I'm involved with in interviewing these doctors is actually plant 
you start to show that look at all these cases of myocarditis strokes and guillain barre and everyone's dying and all cause mortality is up 40 percent and a 10 percent increase is a one in 200 year event what everyone would then conclude is we can't trust these government institutions fda cdc they've all been bought through and through all these things are so fucking corrupt and then a new power comes in and goes fuck all those things we need a new stronger force and right. it's what they are and the idea of the rug pull theory is is that everyone who helped perpetuate it thinks they're on the inside your, your trudeau's your biden's your macron what all these world leaders think they're in the inner circle right but there's an even more inner circle yeah and yeah the they are the antifa the bl you know they are relative to the to the at scale the, that's who they are yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah correct correct yeah they are they are the useful idiots that will get rounded up and kill right they're the first against the wall they're oh, right. you, you always are uh uh kent clisby's former cia agent wrote a book uh willing Accom willing accomplices and he would talk about how the kgb would send over like say 10 agents in the united states to start psyops programs and only three would be successful and seven would get arrested or just kind of just whatever defect and run to the countryside you would take the three successful ones that set up these self-sufficient self-replicating programs you bring them back to lubyanka prison to you know award them and then you'd shoot them all in the head because they're the ones most effective at setting up revolution right yeah you can those guys in your backyard <laughs> so you got to remove them right right and there's kind of a self just as an aside there is like a self-limiting aspect then to totalitarian regimes is they will always prune themselves of everyone who can revolt against them and thus they don't have a group cohesion but that's another thing the idea of the rug pull theory is that you have all these guys perpetuating it and then your innermost sphere which are probably names we don't even know i mean nah, we, you yeah. know klaus schwab or yeah sure all the fucking you know your yeah, if we know names. them they're not they're not them they're if not we know them. them they're not them yeah but they did classify this well then that's not the fucking classified thing. right yeah yeah, yeah. they we, just we, unveiled the b21 raider then that's not the thing it's right fuck off right <laughs> you're it's, absolutely it's, right yeah. by default if we know it we don't know it right so the idea of rug pull is is now you have all these groups and they're going to start getting betrayed and and we'll we'll know whether or not there's any validity to it if we start to see it you would see these world leaders start being you know resigned like you said they don't decide when they're sacrificed and right that might be what we're seeing you know they're finding all the the classified documents that biden had i'm like they, they're not just finding them this isn't a win they're deactivating him yeah these i mean the shit was there. in his car in the these garage have been there these Come have on. been <laughs> these were shaped charges planted on the road that are now being detonated because it is time right as much as like the hopefulness in me sees elon musk you know publishing these twitter files and i'm like that's not good like that is undeniably not good but to the power structure like i don't really think there's a conspiracy there and then i'm like unless of course the higher higher goal is to here's your erosion of the fbi we'll know if we start to see twitter files about the cdc or if we start seeing like facebook files right we'll, we'll now know you can't trust these corporations and it's just further and further inward betrayal of everything until you reach this hypercritical like black hole center that then amongst the chaos of everything offers order yeah that's the what is it ordo uh yeah order out of chaos yeah. that might be it but 
makes me think of a uh, it makes me think of like in the 80s or something i think this i think i think it was us i think we were launching like a research satellite or the soviets were and it was genuinely like no no spook shit it was actually just like a weather satellite and they launched it but it was on i want to say it was the soviets we'll just say it was them Hmm. They they put it on top of like a whatever the the SS eighteen or whatever the fucking their ICBM is right like our Titan two, and they launched it, and we like NORAD went off and like they woke up the president like we contacted like the Kremlin and they're like it's a fucking it's like a our space agent it's Rose Cosmos like it's a fucking whatever, and like our NASA scientists were like yeah no they said they were gonna do that, and we were watching it, and they start to go regardless of what's in that thing thermonuclear warhead or a satellite to look at rain it's a nose cone on the top of an icbm that is going on a ballistic trajectory over the horizon and we decided not to initiate world war three and it turned out to just be a weather satellite but you weather satellite or warhead it looks the same so like the football play it's we got to go for the win or we're up by 90. There is both optimism and pessimism. Is it rug pull theory? Or as you have now enlightened me, is it unleashing the, the nihilists and the atheists? Or is this just the actual disintegration of the old guard? And like the rocket, we won't know until it's over, which is horrifying. Yeah. So during my last deployment to Iraq, uh, which was 2019, um, you know, I was pretty much over doing anything like for my job, <clears throat> basically. So I would just figure out ways to like do benign sabotage. Like I was like, yeah, I'm not whatever. I was like, like I already figured out everything was a scam. So I'm, yeah. I would just find other ways to to do uh, to do my time, so to speak. Um, one of the things I stumbled upon was. Uh, a book that the CIA had apparently classified. So it's a CIA. So who the hell knows? Like as soon as you even stick your toe into their declassified waters, it's, you got to take anything. It's all from them with a grain of salt. Right. But one of them is called the Adam and Eve story. The book's called the Adam and Eve story. Are you familiar with this? I've heard it. I've I've had that like bookmarked forever, meaning to read it. So this leads. Yeah. So Aaron and I call these courses of action. Like, like what the hell are these people doing? Like, what yeah. is their course of action? You know, is it that they've they've got the end game and they're full steam ahead? Is it uh, these things naturally kill themselves just because they are evil as fuck? But one of my courses of action is Aaron and I worked, uh, you know, Aaron still works in it, is uh, we work with special access programs. So yeah. there really isn't anything above top secret. There's just caveats, right? So like. Need to know. Uh, yeah. yeah, one of the caveats is uh, special access required. SAR, yeah. special yeah. access programs. You know, ESI, there's like, e, or, or, yeah, is it SCI, then ESI, TSSCI. And, yeah, like one of uh, was that David Greer dude? He's got that unacknowledged uh, UFO Greer. special. Was it Stephen Greer? Stephen Greer. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I called, yeah, him, I called yeah. him David Greer before. That's the comedian, well, right? Yeah. The, okay. Well, there's the yeah. Yeah. So one of his things is he he talks about like, oh, all of the UFO technology is hidden inside private companies under special access. Proprietary. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm, I'm balls deep in all that. All yeah. That, you know. Which is how we hide shit. Like, you, sure. you know, like like Raytheon has the special access program to whatever they got. You know, the, I, F, the F-117 was special access program on, uh, on, on Skunk Works. Yeah. B, B1s, B2s, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, actually grew up next to Skunk Works in Lancaster, California. Oh, that's um, 
so yeah, I used to see those things fly over all the time. Yeah. But so, um, I guess where I was getting to that back to the, back to the, uh, Adam and Eve story is that, you know, if there was the Adam and Eve story deals with cyclical cataclysm, right? So, you know, you've got your younger Dryas, uh, Graham Hancock, cyclical, cyclical cataclysm, yeah, where yeah. we pass through the torrid belt yeah. every twice a year, you know? Yeah. Um, and then you've got some other theories out there where for whatever reason, you call it simulation, like there are cyclical cataclysms and you can go back through history and basically see where they've occurred. You know, um, Charles Fort is a good author for this. Uh, his book is called the, uh, the book of the damned. And what he's, what he's referring to as the damned is reported facts, observed, observed phenomena that don't fit into the, the narrative of science so Correct no matter model. how well documented they are they're considered damned information like you'll never hear about it right yeah, like ufos it's just, yeah like it it rained you know gelatinous red blobs over sydney australia for like three days or some shit right yeah but it can't be accounted for so you just say fuck it yeah so they're just like the exclusionary yeah. um yeah, worldview is like yeah we don't know what the hell that yeah. is um but so the adam and eve story and i, I forgot some of these things point to the area right around 2040 for the next cyclical cataclysm and so it had me kind of bummed out after going down the rabbit hole and coming home i'm like well shit man this place is going to get wrecked in my early 60s though uh, i was kind of at least hoping to make it past when my dad died at like 65 but um so to me that's also one of the co is that one of the puzzle pieces that are just soaking off into the corner mm. i mean we can you can look at like deep impact with morgan freeman like mm. there is nothing saying that our benevolent governments would tell us if something is going to fuck this place up, right? In that case, they didn't sure. tell them the asteroid was coming, right? Yeah. So pole shift, you know, a pole shift, mega volcano. I'm keeping that co on the back burner that, that within the, you know, whatever the bad guys call their version of special access programs, like with it, within the, the occulted knowledge. With, within the Illuminati, the New World Order. Right. You know, they would have books that didn't get burned. They would have histories sure. that that were written accurately, not from the side of the victory. Right. Like, and so actual, my yeah, actual, actual understanding of what happened. Right. So my, my curiosity is, is, are they aware of a cyclical cataclysm? And is it, is that what's going on right now? It, it, if it is the Adam and Eve 2040 pole shift, are they just mass white noise jamming people with such ridiculous bullshit that we stay glued to these black mirrors instead of whatever, because if somebody was to say like, Hey man, pole shift 2040, like it's game over. You got the next 17 years to figure out yeah, how this, how you're going to make it past that. Right. Like, uh, when Antarctica doesn't have a layer of ice on it anymore. And like some other countries, the new Antarctica or some shit. Hmm. What do you think about that one? Yeah. I, I've always, I've always liked the idea of like, whatever is like the center of power, they have an accurate record of history. Yeah. Like they had a hand in it. Yeah, they're like, hey, they're like, fuck the whole, you know, you get in there and it's almost like them telling you Santa's not real. They're like, yeah, no, that's all horseshit. Right? Yeah, I'm going to tell my son a different version of Iraq and Afghanistan than he's going to hear at school. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. They have the accurate library of Alexandria shit. They have the the threat of, of, of power, right? Well, one, it, again, it kind of comes down to the rocket with the weather satellite. Yeah. What if there is nothing coming, it would look like white noise full of horseshit if they know the cataclysm's coming it'll look like white noise full of horseshit and that 
don't take that as a black pill. Take that as like, all we can do is work with what we have now. Again, it's a test. Make your art, make it like truly love this moment because this moment is all there is. In 50 years, it'll still be now. I think Ram Dass said that. It's now. It's now. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's now. Well, what about 10? Well, what about next week? Well, set an alarm for next week and tell me about it then. When the alarm goes off, when is it? It's now. So philosophically, it's always now, but it would come down to, I imagine, some sort of hubris or ego. If because they're psychopaths and all they do is double down, there is no, they never, they just, where you and I might be like, I'd rather die standing than live on my knees. Yeah. They're different in that I'm going to win. No, you're going to die. I'm going to win. They just, it's almost kind of admirable. They just, they're just going for it. Right. Um, If they weren't such, you know, Satanist pedophiles, it would be admirable. Right. But, you know, they're not, they're not athletes. They're, if they're we that. weren't the opposition, it'd be admirable. <laughs> sure. Yeah. If, if we weren't yeah. in their sights, it'd be admirable. But like, it would come down to hubris and ego. Do they think they can survive the the cabin? If they have to depopulate the world, they'll do it. I, yeah. I would think they're probably doing it now. Um, continuity of government, nuclear bunkers, chain of command, succession. Like no, they 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 war game that. One of my favorite books, Raven Rock by Garrett Graff. It's the it's the best book about continuity of government, from like EMP hardened structures to contingency on contingency on contingency. Plans. Yeah, it's like Doctor Strange love. It's insane shit. I mean, one of the ones was like a five mile long cable that they would trail out of a plane and fly in circles. So it created a giant, uh, a giant antenna in the atmosphere, and they'd be able to use that to still coordinate strikes in case everything had been taken. Plans on plans on plans on plans, but those are all things that they think they can still survive. Yeah, they they might kind of like the movie Twenty Twelve. I would imagine they'll probably they probably have built some sort of arc in case of like another younger dry ass where the ice caps get vaporized in a second. We are getting closer to being able to actually leave the world. And that's interesting. And that that's never happened before to our knowledge has never happened before. And they might not even need to go off world. You might just need to create almost like a, an international space station on steroids and just wait out 10 years of whatever flooding. But then there are just like different levels of, it might truly be cataclysmic. Yeah. Where like you're not surviving, but what's interesting is, is I don't think they take that as an answer. Even if it meant only five of them survived, and they had some like artificial stem cell womb to create new people out of, and they would take samples from everything, which is probably like what twenty three and me is, right? They would still try, which in a fucked up sense is again kind of admirable. So I guess I'm kind of shooting my own point down. I don't think there's any cataclysm that they would back down from. And I think no matter what it was, they would still go for it, which would include like white noise and shutting all of us up. And it, it the idea of breakaway civilization, like I, I love that term. I think it's funny that it's like, no, we're going to go do our own breakaway on the farm. And then like the other idea is like, no, that's what all these black budgets are. That's what like the $6 trillion missing from the Pentagon is, is you know, the actual DOD budget is just 10% of what they're actually doing. Right. And that's right special access programs within special access programs and they're on the other side of the fucking moon and solar warden shit and that might also be the case but well elon's got his boring company which seems like just a boring company like it's not very exciting but what what it actually is is he's digging he's digging what i look at though is everything he's doing is 
it can be transferred to Mars. You got to be under the surface because of solar radiation or yeah, yeah. company. You can't have, you don't have cell towers on Mars. Well, you'd use Neuralink. You don't have gas over there. Well, you could use electric cars. You'd use SpaceX to get there. He's kind of setting everything up for a parallel civilization. And that might be what it is. Yeah. And in the meantime, World War III might not be for dominance of the world. It might be to just cause this to be complete chaos while they leave. Just that could be it. Yeah. Cover it to cover everyone against each other. Yeah. So, like if they're getting closer to their plan, they might even let Trump win again. So yeah, we have this matter, like, because like, we might have this like false sense of we won. Right. And if, yeah. if people start pulling their kids out of school and there's homeschooling and, and it goes back to like a gold, gold back dollar and like, Oh, the rights winning. Like, they're not stupid. They're going to surf that wave. They're just going to take our side. They're going to start touting That's Christianity right, yeah. in America and American pie and baseball. Like they'll, they'll burn the left. They don't give a shit. That's kind of where that's the, that's the course of action that I, I put the most. That's what I would do. That's some, yeah, That's exactly what uh, I would do. Uh, now, like, isn't there some company? Is it, is it 3M, the duct tape company? Yeah. Like back in the 1800s or 19, I could be getting this wrong. But the, I've read this article about like wild, like rapid and uh, wild changes in companies that have been around for like 150 years. But there are so many cases of companies that like made leather shoes or hubcaps and they read the landscape. They liquidated the company, took all the assets. And there's literally like I think 3M used to make like board games yeah. and then they created duct tape. And there's even more wild ones of like corn farmers who that now produce like silicon wafers they don't give a shit the the currency is power so right, right. now they're they're riding wokeism and it seems like they're they're kind of riding it to the you know like as movies get on like in sequels and you got to add it's got to get crazier and crazier with more cameos like the wokeness is They've they've lost the whole idea of, well, you know, maybe gay should be able to get married. Love is love. And now it's like, let me fuck your kid, bigot. And it's like <laughs> they've written right. this into the ground. And I think they're probably looking at conservatism as like. It's the new polarity. Right. Angelin's coming into what you said earlier. Is it organic or is it planned? I think it's organic, but they're going to like swimming with the riptide. Yeah. They're going to surf it. They're they're going to start coming out and being like, you know, a strong church is a good moral of society, like a fabric of society. Like the nuclear family right. is important. They'd be like, you know, all these racist, all these things about wokeism and identity, that's just racism, like, you know, rebranded and they're going to burn the left. And then 50 years from now, they'll fucking start it again with neon hair. I don't. I think there's probably like a power structure so hidden that we don't know about and they're just going to do them. And I don't think they can be stopped, but I think they're stuck in this physical world. That's a lot of what I get back to is I think these, these, they, right. The they's that the, you know, you probably don't know the names if you dug hard enough of like the people that are one or two steps away from the vase, right? Yeah. Part of it, I think, goes back to occulted knowledge, right? I, I think, I, I used to think that, oh, 
nobody's figured out what's going on here and we're all just, just still trying to figure it out. But then lately I was like, well, given the length of human history, you're like, that's not, that's not possible. And you look at, you know, we already talked about crazy ass architecture and things where, where you can see cymatics carved into stone and then yeah. you hit the pillar and it makes the same resonant yeah, frequency, frequency that that like, cymatic is. And you're like, what the fuck? You're like, dude. <laughs> so I, I, my new sort of line of thinking is that, you know, the occulted, uh, you know, maestros of the symphony, if you want to call it, they have, they have figured it out. And, and what it, what it was figured out was that this place is the test that we spoke of earlier and they have massive, uh, um, resentment, right? Like it's a, uh, it's the old story and it's just, it just gets repackaged in different, uh, different stories, like the resentment of God, basically. So uh, you look at transhumanism and, and, uh, all the way to you know uh just trans period the the underlying thought with that is that there is a flaw in the creation yeah so it's it's self-hatred it's yeah it's self-hatred right um i'm not sure where i was going with that point um i've been blown up a lot so no 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 no, 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 no. stuck in the physical world they, yeah. they have mastered it they have figured it all out um and so that that leads and drives like a lot of these uh games they're playing right like there's the uh i always chop the guy's name up but it's like uh sabotage zevi you familiar with this guy mm -hmm. it's like uh it's like tsvi anyway the guy in 1666 of all years was like a uh right this uh uh a jewish dude who decided that he was the new messiah and uh of judaism and the way the the thinking basically was in order for the creator to come back and set things right, things down here had to be so fucked up yeah, yeah, bring that he has to come back and set things right, right? So these guys did the exact opposite of everything, right? So if it was a if it was a uh, a uh, a fasting day, they would have a feast day. If it was a feast day, they would have a fasting day. Like uh, everything within Judaism that was that they weren't supposed to do, that was what they did. And inside the literature, the narrative, I, I like just calling it the narrative because any piece of information we find is basically hearsay. Like I wasn't there and I don't know the chain of custody of the document into antiquity. So it's sure. just a puzzle piece. But according to the narrative, upwards of like half of like uh, Judaism decided that this was a good idea. Like they were Sabbatai uh, Zevi or Sabbatean Frankists because uh, this guy Frank, uh, Jacob Frank is the guy that took over for that dude. So I believe it was the um, the Ottomans that told this guy, hey, and I always like asking people about the Ottomans because like nobody understands like in the earlier part of the 19th century, there was a whole nother empire that had like airplanes and shit mm -hmm. called the Ottomans, you know, who just aren't around anymore. So I believe it was the uh, the Ottomans that was like, hey, check it out. You're going to convert to Islam or we're going to kill you. Like that's how things are going to work because we can't have all this wild shit you're up to. So he did what what probably the Romans did and what everybody else throughout antiquity has done is like oh yeah cool I'm a yeah I'm a Muslim now, um, but it's basically yeah exactly he's a is a he's a crypto Muslim right he's, yeah, he's not winking a nod yeah you winking a nod and you're like yeah okay cool um, whatever yeah uh, so that's one of the other like fascinating narrative threads that I think is 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 commonly overlooked like what the fuck happened to all these people. Like, it's almost like the paperclip thing. Like, through the paperclip, we have a, our Operation Paperclip, we have a loose kind of idea of the, the numbers of these people. We know some of them. 
you know, your Warner Von Braun's and your uh, Galen, whoever took over the, the right, West Galen. German. Yeah, yeah, the West German intelligence, intelligentsia, you know. Like, we don't have an Operation Paperclip for these uh, Sabbatean Frankists. Mm. You know, like, where the fuck did they go? Probably by you design. Know? Probably by design, there's no record. Right. Uh, I think... I mean, if we're going into, like, antiquity of power structures... Yeah, you know, just like there's the BLM and Antifa, useful idiots, and then with rug pull, it's like, no, the Bidens, the Clintons, Trumps are all... You'd have to go one step further and be like, oh, America is just the current useful idiot. And before this, it was like the British Empire. And that's been going on. So we're getting to this like core group of people that have been running the show since yeah. the pyramids. Well, it's actually interesting. Uh, you, you know, sources point to that perhaps the Phoenicians were getting the copper to like fuel the Bronze Age from America, right? And if you look at uh, like, there's a whole bunch of mine copper around here that, that isn't here anymore. And, and then over in Europe, there's not enough copper apparently. Like I've been down so many rabbit holes, it's hard to like succinctly point these things out anymore. But and if you look at the American flag, it looks like the white and red stri striped sails of the Phoenicians, you know, nice. which, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, if you turn it the other way, they, those that looks like a Phoenician sail, you know? Yeah. Um, and Aaron and I were kind of talking about this. You know, after World War One, you think that, you know, we, we moved from the pound sterling from the world currency to the American dollar. Mm -hmm. And essentially all that really was doing was out, was taking the military base out of Great Britain and putting it in this unassailable fortress, which is America, right? Surrounded with two mountain ranges on either right. side with two oceans. Two on oceans. No, right? We're like the, I've come to that conclusion too. Like, no, no, they just moved headquarters here. Yeah, like this is, uh, and, and it goes along with those, with, with the city states, right? Like uh, city of London, uh, District of Columbia, these places, uh, the Vatican, these places that are like extra governmental to the places that they live in, right? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, that's basically one of my theories is that this is the continuation of, of Rome. Like Rome never fell. It just rebrands itself. And uh, one of the things that kind of tipped me off to that in the early rabbit hole searches was the, uh, the Roman fasci. So essentially, you look at the, uh, you know, when you see the Speaker of the House chilling up there. Uh, the, the, bundle, uh, the, the, the bundle of the sticks. The bundle of sticks, right? Yeah, you start, it's on Lincoln's memorial, and you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah, his, his hands are <laughs> resting on two of them. Yeah. And you, you just start looking at this on the dime. You just start looking around for this and you're shit. Like, oh, you're like, oh. You know, you look at the architecture of D.C., and you're just like, oh, it's mm. a fucking pentagon. You're like, oh, Jesus, God. I mean, there's a there's an obelisk and a vesica Pisces, and there's, I'm like, come <laughs> on, man. <laughs> like, But... And you say that to a normal person and they're just, they'll just vapor. You can't even say it to normal people. You just have to be like, you have to just be like, oh yeah, no, I watched the game too. You, you don't even, don't even broach it. Just yeah, say, yeah. cherish those friendships for what they are. Don't try right. play video. That's what I, I play video games, whatever. I don't need to talk about like, you know, the fucking great turning of nah, whatever. Yeah, I'll play just, but yeah, I mean, I think that there probably is. I mean, then you could go even one step further. And not just America being the useful idiots. We could go back to like these cataclysms. Yeah. How the fuck do we not know that there isn't like an off-world intelligence or they're, you know, burrowed in the earth and they're just watching these cataclysms go and that's an even higher order of power. Like, no, your whole civilization is just a pawn of ours. Like, 
so you come to the conclusion then that like and then who runs them is it are they aliens are they grays are they interdimensional demons like ultimately what it comes back to is, is like there is this realm that we're in this reality and i think in order to get out of it there's no weapon system or amount of power or computing power like it doesn't matter what you do in your dream you can invent the cure to cancer in your dream but once you wake up it's gone it doesn't matter what you accomplish you can wake yeah. up from your dream still in your dream it's only when you actually wake up that you're ever outside of it so it is an all-encompassing system that you it's a bubble that is impenetrable and i think that I mean, kind of like biblical parable, like it's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to go into heaven. I think that that is like, this is their realm. They've yeah. it, they've run it, acknowledge it for what it is. They're demons, but game respect game. They're probably running this shit. They've probably had this figured out since who knows? I mean, they could be in control for tens of thousands of years and America is just but a blip on their radar. But I think they're anchored in this reality and they can become transhuman. They can upload yeah. themselves to supercomputers, the size of planets and become hyper deities. And they could, you know, create magnetic wormholes and like, sure, they'll run the board. I don't think they can pass through the eye of the needle. I think to do that, you have to do something that is totally counterintuitive. It's against the aggregation of power and self-preservation. And instead it's going, I'm still going to try to do the right thing, no matter how futile it is. Are you uh, familiar with that old movie, War Game? War Games? Is that the Matthew one? Broderick? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, basically, exactly. No, no. What a fascinating game. The only way to win is not to play. That's it. That's, that's it. what I came to. That, that's it. Yeah. And then you have to go, well, I'm still here. So there's right. a reason why I'm here. And you don't have to play. I think it's is it the christ quote i'm be in the world not of the world like we're yeah we're here in these avatars well in your uh in your uh, studying you know when <clears throat> when you were going down that you know like hyper science route you know was there much talk about the fact that when you electron microscope i've used an electron microscope to look at explosives to uh test different desen desensitizing mm -hmm. agents against them and whatnot um you know when you microscope down far enough, this is vibratory light. Uh, there is no matter, like nothing no. matters because there is no matter. <laughs> no, no. Like, did, did you ever oh, run into that during your studies? Did people talk about that? No, there's like a ceiling that, or I guess you could say the opposite. There's like a floor people hit, and then you realize it's all scientific materialism. I, I think probably the seeds of my indestruction were sowed when I went. I had like the highest grade in my physiology class. And I was like talking to the professor one day and I was like, yeah, but where does consciousness reside? Cause even if you add electrodes right. here and protein there, but where do you get the sensation of, uh, and I just remember him smiling and saying, that's the hard problem. He goes, yeah, yeah. Not yeah, versus the easy problem. Yeah. And yeah. then that's a rabbit hole of a rabbit hole. And he just kind of smiled and he goes, and he goes, he goes, that's not science. That's biology. And like winked almost kind of like a, you know, I think he understood it for like, this is all just like a, a really intricate bi biology and medicine is just like a really intricate Rubik's cube. And if it's what you like doing, do it. And if you want to help people that way, do it. But like, you're not, you're not getting to the, the like the crux of the core of the, the universe here. So 
when you bring up those things and then like yeah like uh what is it um fuck is that like tr not translocation has something like uh, a uh, non yeah, yeah no, 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 it's, uh, uh, super symmetry where it's things could be moving in the same at the same time and then superposition yeah superposition yeah yeah yeah, yeah. A, a, like electron entanglement where there's instantaneous movement and then the uh or the observer problem where it's like a wave and a particle depending on yeah. how you look at it no once you get to the very bottom and like that's when you realize the dollar is not backed by gold is once you get to the very bottom of quantum mechanics, you <laughs> right, go, yeah, Oh, yeah. none of it. I think Terrence McKenna said, he goes, get to the bottom and you realize all the contradictions run together and there's just nothing means anything. You're like, wait, what? The whole thing's horse shit. No, no, no. You get to that and like the hyper science and people look at you and they're like, is that on the test? And you're like, Oh, uh, no one, no one. You're like, isn't it weird how it's all just like hyper vibrating molecules of strings and energy and like below Planck space, there's nothing, but there's an, an absence of space. There's infinite energy and a, a Boltzmann brain says that in a large enough universe, consciousness will arise naturally. And they're like, I don't think that's on the test. And you're like, Oh, we're not. Okay. No, no one. Cause okay. what happened when you get to the bottom is it's, it's, you have to face the answer that it's not science. It's fucking magic. Yeah. And, like a video game where you like Grand Theft Auto, it's a huge map. You fly to the edge of the map and like the vehicle stops working, the plane blows up. It's because the point of the game isn't to find the edge of the map, it's to play the game. You can look out to the farthest background radiation of the universe or down to the smallest plank particle vibrating. It's like, yeah, you can keep going forever. That's not the point though. The, the point is you're, you're here to do something. And I, th I think our thing is to just do good. That's as much as I've understood after 32 years. I'm like, I think it's to do good regardless of whether or not the good comes back. I'll, I'll agree with you, man, because I'll, I'll tell you one of my uh, psychedelic trips. So I, you know, I came back from uh, my last Iraq tour and uh, I was ready for like the big reveal. Right. So I laid down eight, eight, six grams of uh, mushrooms. Five grams. What is it? Five dried grams in silent darkness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> It, well, I had they were in chocolate, so I, I couldn't like there was no way to divvy up five. Yeah. They were like 1.5 grams per. So I was like, well, fuck it. Six is just as good as five. Right. And uh, so, you know, yeah, who knows at what point this epiphany came. But I was in the beginning or I was I was in the, the first portion of it as as much as I can understand the time where I was just seeing. You know, your spiral fractal colors kind of thing. And I I remember. uh you know, making the thought, you know, vocalizing to the medicine, whatever you want to call it, that, hey, that's very beautiful, but I'm not here for that. Like, I'm not here for a light show. I want to, I want to know something. Uh, like, so I'm looking for gnosis, I guess. <clears throat> so what is, you know, the stupid question, what is the purpose, right? And uh, so like my mindscape just kind of like shifted to where it looked, it almost seemed like I was laying on the ground. Like I was on, on like a forest floor looking up past all these massive trees and I was looking at like the sky clock, right? And uh, it was like that weird kind of exposure where you can see all the stars, but it's still kind of like a uh, like a bluish kind of the uh, purplish kind of thing, one, yeah. like one of those impossible camera shots kind of thing. Right? Yeah. And uh, as it was turning, it slowly just stopped. And uh, the message that came was that we've been looking at this for a, a billion years. Like I remember hearing the, the term billion in my head, right? And I don't know if I brought that like info in there in with either. me or what. Yeah. Like, uh, but they said the, the purpose of the only purpose we've discovered is to be amazed by it. And it was like, so shockingly simple, 
you know, just sit and wonder. Like, just look at it. Like, yeah, stop, stop talking about power structures. Yeah, it's a, uh, and uh, really another thing you were talking about earlier, I think plays a lot into it is game theory. Like, how do you keep people away from just staring at the beauty of it and like reveling in the, in the beauty and the joy of this experience with all this tragedy and, and love and everything? Light pollution. How, do, how do you keep them yanking the fucking slot machine handle? You know, how do you like, oh, hey, we're going to give you a, a good guy this time. And so just come back and vote one more time. You know, it's uh, one more hit. Yeah. And that was uh, that was one of the things that helped me finally walk away, man, was just like. Like it, it's game theory, it's it's. Uh, it's hooking you one last time, you know, like a one last slot machine by the door, you still got a quarter in your pocket, like just one more time, you know, it's just. Uh, I'll, yeah. I got pee again, but I'm going to answer that with my own psychedelic. Well, you, if you go, I'm going to do the same thing. <laughs> All right. Well, anybody watching, just uh, fast forward. Hell yeah. <laughs> Fucking, I don't give a shit. Um, let me answer that. Yeah, whenever people get angry that I don't edit out piss breaks, I'm like, dude, the show, <laughs> I'm like the show is not live. Well, hey, that way they know there's not any sort of like weird jump cuts or like. That's the other thing, yeah. Yeah, it's like it's authenticity, you know, like uh, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I it's really, real from the guy. Yeah, I, I really do prefer long form podcasts, man. I mean, uh, yeah. People I think know. Rogan's probably a gatekeeper of some sort, but I mean, he really did bring out uh, like yeah. a, you can uh, where you can really flesh out thoughts. Well, uh, Aaron and I like this podcast called War Mode. You familiar with these guys? I think I've heard the name. It's like a couple construction workers uh, up in uh, Philly, I think. Isn't that where Kensington Ave Avenue is, where all the fentanyl addicts and shit? I think. Anyway, so just a couple of construction worker dudes. It just. Uh, 
you know, the older of the, the older of the two is, you know, real geeked out on all the rabbit holes, you know, and uh, the younger guys, you know, like late twenties and he's just like kind of coming to the information uh, in, a, in a newer fashion. But one of the things they spoke about earlier and, you know, you've said you've had it like just the, the, the thought stream constantly running in your head is they mentioned people, apparently there was a study recently that, that some folks like have no internal monologue. Yeah. That's insane. You've heard of this? Yeah. I can't I've imagine. Heard of this, but, yeah. Like I just, I was new to this information. I'm like, well, what do you mean they don't have an internal monologue? Like I'm constantly brainstorming like problems. Like, yeah, like it's they just hard to, it's like stimulus required. Like am hungry, need food. I don't. Yeah. I can't, I've heard that before and I can't wrap my head around it. And because I'm a narrow minded asshole, I've just assumed that it's bullshit. Cause like, I can't, in like my deepest meditations, I've been meditating since 2008 daily and only oh, nice. a handful of times have I ever hit like mindlessness. And it's, yeah, it's a, it's a weird, you're not there. There's nothing there to experience. You're not thinking I might, there's nothing. You just, you dip into like the Godhead, like the ocean of being. Yeah. And it's pure bliss, but you're not there. Like whatever was there experienced it. And wherever I am now, it's as alien to me as like, what did I do before this life? Well, yeah. I just remember like my earliest memory being like three and before there's just nothing. It's so I don't maybe that just means there's a bunch of fucking Buddhas walking around and like they have no idea that like life is suffering. Like, who knows? I don't know. But yeah. Yeah, I don't. Um, <clears throat> I'm kind of uh, hip to the fact that consciousness is probably a signal yeah and, I, I don't uh, think it's created by the brain no I, somebody told i saw something once and once again it's all all these rabbit holes kind of run together but that the brain when looked at through specific like uh from a specific angle looks a bit like a microwave antenna hmm. you know and like the, the, the theory goes that you know if we're both wearing radios i i call you on the radio or even these cell phones to so use a you know like a a better like when we're talking to each other or even this computer, you know, like when we sign off, I don't die. No, I'm just no longer being received by that train, by, by your side of the, uh, of the system. Right. Um, Turn off so your car radio. The broadcast doesn't stop. You're just not listening anymore. Yeah. So I almost wonder if there's like specific, you know, there's a Tommy broadcast uh -huh. and whenever a being taps into ha it happens to meet the correct like, receptive like biology to 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 be a tommy like that's what happens and yeah. because this this physiology is ever so slightly different than whatever each iteration you get the signal slightly attenuated you know like a, it's just a little bit different this time around you know mm. might have been another psychedelic thing where all i could see was like these like flashes of like weird decisions that i've made and it was almost like a flip book and the question that i came away from that was like how many times have i fucking done this how many times have i run this program yeah like how many times you know and uh, i almost think that that might have been nietzsche's uh or Nietzsche or whatever the, how the germans pronounce it i almost think one of his philosophies was you live the exact same life uh, yeah almost like groundhog day you can't get out of it until you perfect the iteration, you know? Yeah. 
And I think probably as I, I'm 44 now. And I mean, that's really what well, takes up a lot of, not a lot of my time, but like whenever I'm like thinking now is, it's like, okay, I've come to the realization that this is some kind of test, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, um, you know, the root word for religion is uh, religare, which means to regulate, right? It's just like a regulatory, a, a regulation program, right? The governor. So yeah, I consider myself, you know, the, the generic term of spiritual, right? I've, I've accepted that uh, the only sense this place makes is that it was some kind of a fucking design because you're like, okay, well, the, the tree drops leaves that become soil, but the tree needs soil. So how did the leaves, like, uh, you know, you get into that old, that old thought loop of like chicken and egg kind of shit, right? Um, and the only thing I can come up with after thinking about it for a while is like, okay, this, yeah, this is some sort of a, a design. And it was interesting. You're talking about the, like now there is only now. Right. And then, uh, Pythagoras, uh, the number f- to Pythagoras, the number four represented time. I can't remember off the top of my head. I'm like how they came up with that, but in the Fibonacci sequence, there is no number four, right? It goes zero, one, one, two, three, five. So hmm. basically to point out that, that time is an illusion, right? Hmm. Um, it's simply something that they're all like the measurements that we use to, to, to mark decay, right? When we call it time. I mean, that's kind of the other like weird theory that I think about up, up here is like each life is almost like, you know, you pluck a string on an instrument and there's like, you're talking about from 18 down is uh, you're dying, right? So that string gets plucked. And it, of course it, the sine wave is, is extraordinarily mm-hmm. strong. And then it slowly just like resonates back to Flat line. back to the, back to the base, right? Um, you know, so are we all just resonating back to, uh, you know, whatever the base ether signal, you know, the the uh, the unmaterial material that we all come from, you know, the weird musings of, of the bomb guy on the mountain. <laughs> That would be your book, but like no, yeah. it's for me. I I always kind of do use like the video game thing where you, whenever I'm playing like Ace Combat or something, whenever there's like a new game, I always just immediately go vertical. I just want to see what the ceiling is of the game. Yeah, how far you, can you get for it stalls this thing out? Like, yeah, you're like, oh fuck yeah, sixty thousand feet. You're like hell yeah, and then like whatever. But you just you just you're establishing like what the parameters are. Yeah, even with. Like, so we look at like, how big is it? You background radiation, multiverse, and then you go down to how small is it? And it's Planck space like or quantum foam. And then there's, then there's the other dimension time. How far does it go? Is it just repeating? Then you, and then you've now power structures. Is it Democrats or Republicans? Or is it a military industrial complex? Or is it America? Or is it just, or is it, you know, entire civilizations? Or is it alien grays controlling or? Okay, but now yeah. you've established power structures go on forever, and within them there are, you know, states and cities and groups and companies and families and people, and then within your own mind you have power structures of which one do yeah. you give more energy to, and okay, you know, sad yeah, like- drunk Tommy, you can have like a couple days a month, but the majority of them <laughs> has to be working Tommy, right? And then like within right. working Tommy, there's I'm doing podcast Tommy now, and like, so you have all these things of just these infinite loops. And I don't think you can like ever find the bottom or the top. It just goes forever. And I think being here now, it is that psychedelic experience of 
be in awe. I think yeah. it was Alan Watts said. He goes, look out at the night sky. You see the uh, the uh, the stars. Those are just fireworks of the universe expressing total joy for existing. And yeah. It's just it just is. Just look, watch the Swiss watch. The, the planets and the stars and the clouds and the tide and the baby calf and the old cow and the birds and the leaves falling in the winter and then the new leaves and the longer days and the grandma dies and the new baby's born and it's just these waves of just almost like a, like like a like a I think Duncan Trussell said he was like a dolphin jumps out of the ocean does like a flip and goes back into the ocean like I look at like the world for a split second, it's in another world. Yeah, for a split, and it gives, and that's what. What's the point of the flip? The yeah. bliss of being a conscious entity that exists flipping. There is don't yeah. look at it any more than that. So when I look at the world, I almost see the physical world of just like we are, almost like 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 wisps of smoke coming off of a fire. It's like we're just animals coming out of the dirt and nitrogen and proteins and water and we're shitting and pissing and fucking and coming and laughing and then go back down and then that happens over generations and then that happens over civilizations and like where there are conscious entities before us and just all this flowing and to try to pinpoint any one of them doesn't mean don't observe them like sure a you know revel in the majesty of it all and if you enjoy it you know try to get to the bottom of it if you like understanding fucking you know the leading edge of an f-22 and that's your joy go for it whatever but you're not going to find the the answer it just goes forever and even above the idea of well i think we're here to be tested i think you can even go beyond that and we're looking at it trying to make sense of the evil and saying there's a test but even now we're still not enjoying now we're saying we're being tested so when we become angels or gods yeah even now we're stuck in the idea of it's coming the good thing's coming yeah that's not now it is it's that retirement mindset it's it's just it's we're right there we're just once i become an angel and then the old world collapses and i leave this physical world and it's like now I'm just like the homeless guy screaming on a sidewalk that the cops are being called on because I'm screaming about angels and fucking dolphins, all right? But to the psychedelics, when I was on like my highest high, I've, that's, I've done psychedelics like five times, once a year in 2013, 14, 15, 16, 17, whatever. And I did like 1.25 grams of acid and like, I think I ate like 11 or 12 grams of mushrooms with it. And like like, big white noise type time. (laughs) Gone. Yeah. Just gone. And I remember at like the peak or whatever I could recall as being the peak. It was the realization that it's all just like systems flowing. You're never going to fix or break it. It's not broken. It doesn't need to be fixed. There's no point in trying to understand all of it because you can't. Even if you did, there's no answer to it. It was just now, like the ever-flowing now. And I just remember thinking, you choose love or you choose fear, and then that's your reality. And there's nothing more than that. You are at the very base of it all. I am, and it is now. That's, you cannot boil it down more than that. Yeah. Everything else, even right now, Aaron's not here. 
I think Aaron's real. I think I talked to him. You you yeah. know him. Yeah. Where is he? Right. Did the universe start right now? And I don't have a thousand episodes and you were never in the military. We right. both have our own shared delusions. We have no proof that any of that was real. Right. We don't know that we're not just accessing fake shit in our minds currently. That we I can't think, reach back and touch it or hold where it. Where is like, he? Yeah, where's you it see at? Aaron? Yeah. I think we saw an Aaron. I don't know. We, we have a construct of what we think he's might be doing. Yeah. No oh, real yeah, way. Yeah. 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 Didn't is was there a nine? Did I grow up? Am I actually 32? Do I have parents? I, I don't see them. Right. Do, I think I have a little brother, but I don't, I don't. Where's my older brother? I think right. I, I did go to college. Where's the college, Tommy? Well, I'm in a room. Like it's right. so, so, but then you got to extrapolate that further. And then like, well, then is there a future? Well, what future? You're imagining things. You're imagining ideas, but you're imagining them now, here and now. Yeah. You're accessing much like you'd access like a, I don't know, like an old film reel. And you can look at like the individual squares in it. Like you can look at it and go, oh, that happened. You're looking at it here and now. And I think it was Alan Watts that said, you have to change your perception of time to it's not like a rocket pushing the present forward, but rather the present is a ship and the past is the wake trailing off from now. Yeah. So at the time we were creating Aaron, but now that's not now anymore. And so, and then even there, you have to go back into, well, did that even happen? Or right now, are we creating a memory of Aaron? Yeah, You're accessing it now, and well, what when's now? Now's now. Yeah, it's like the old uh, spaceballs joke. <laughs> yeah, which one? Uh, you know when um, they pull out the VHS tape. Yeah, oh, we got spaceballs the movie. We'll just, oh, yeah. we'll just put it in and figure out where they went. And <laughs> yeah. uh, he fast forwards too far, and and they're in now. <laughs> and you know, like Darth Helmet's like, the fuck am I looking at? Oh yeah, oh yeah. The guy's yeah. like, you're looking the at old- now. Everything's happening now is happening right now. It's like, well, when's it going to be then? Now, then, then it will be now. It, yeah, then it'll be now. It, well, did I miss it just now, or when did I miss it just now? Like, but, the, but no, but yeah, don't. Yeah, the kids love the flamethrower, but like deeply, it's <laughs> right. now. And then like that's the core. Of everything is yeah, and and when you get there, you can, and that doesn't make light of actual physical suffering. But it allows you to look at things and like your experience looking at it, the night sky is to just stand in awe. I think it was yeah. Ram, Ram Dass said he was like with his guru in India in like the 60s. And it's like, yo, there's the anti-war movement in the United States. There's Vietnam and the Chinese are fucking doing this. And there's all these poor people in India and all this disease. And it's, we got to go help him. He's talking to his guru neem crowley baba and uh he goes he goes ramdas don't you see how perfect it all is and he's like what are you talking about there's like kids that can't afford cataract surgery and they don't have running water and there's war and there's mafia and there's people with all this money that aren't helping it and he goes don't you see how perfect it all is yeah and, he goes, and it took me decades long after my guru died to look at it all and realize how perfect it all is and so like looking at like the deep state dark nefarious demons you see it as just an unfolding of law without them would we be striving to actually be better 
well, how can you be a protagonist without an antagonist? One of my acid trips, actually, like, it dawned on me. I was like, like when you get initiated in the fraternity and the guys you fucking hated the most come up to you and they're like, dude, you're in. And you're like, I want to put a bullet in your face. And they're like, yeah. nah, dude. And they're like, and then they're like, you know, they're like, Bob's actually the one that gave Tommy the, the pledge bid. Like, I was like, I thought you hated me. They're like, no, actually, Bob's like your biggest fan. And then like when I was a brother and I'd be hazing these guys, you'd be, you know, you know all the pledges would be harder on the ones you like. You're like, yeah, oh, yeah. you'd be laughing yeah, yeah, with your yeah. friends. You'd be like, dude, I hate hazing them because like they're actually cool. Like they're funny. There's a reason yeah. we gave them a bid. And then they get initiated and you go up to them and they'd almost hold back from you. You're like, dude, it was all, it was all bullshit. Uh, you're actually cool. And the, yeah, that's, a lot that's of them had a camp in a nutshell. Yeah. A lot of them yeah. had a hard time like talking to me. They're like, it's Tommy though. It's fucking Tommy. I'm like, no, dude, I'm a teddy bear. Like it was all horseshit. But the harder you are in them, the more they enjoy the initiation, the more blissful the awakening is. Yeah. That's a good point. <clears throat> but when that's I was like on a history religion shit right there. Well, when I was on acid one time, I was just laying in bed. Same thing. I was looking at the night sky and I just had this realization. Like I was like, it's like Hillary Clinton and like, like the Vatican and like fucking Dick Cheney, are they just the most awakened people? And when we awaken, like they're all there laughing, like you woke up and you're like, that I is a, that is a theory. It's not, not, yeah. it's not impossible. And it's, it's one of the puzzle it, pieces, right? Like we think about yeah. it, we go, well, that, that can't be true. Yeah. You know, everything else is, you know, loving and spiritual, but no, they're demons. Like, no, that would be the ultimate twist ending is if you got to the other side and you see like, hitler laughing and they're he's like you made it and you're like adolf fucking hitler and they're <laughs> right. like oh yeah dude this is like the archangel like and you're like what you know like, it's like i did my best to fool you and i didn't do it good job yeah yeah no like i have that idea of like when i die i see my brother and yeah. he's like yeah you would have never like gone out on this like trek of self-realization had i not killed and i'm like huh and he's Man. like that's synchronicity man uh it's, yeah i told uh i got some other bomb guys that have a podcast uh buddies called heat shock and friction it's on like apple itunes or whatever um and on one of their shows uh i, I was really banged up about one of those guys that got killed uh next to me in combat um it was a young kid right and uh i say young kid i think i was 27 at the time which probably made him like you know 21 or something sure and that was the epiphany I had with those guys. It's like, what if, you know, and he was one of those guys that always lit the room up when you come in, you know, like just a, just, just a charisma, a charismatic individual where you can't, you can't miss the guy. There's lots of great people walking around, but like this guy right here, it's like, Oh shit, there's that guy, you know? So when they get snatched away at that super fast, it, it just, just fucks with you, you know? And like, I, I'd been in a pretty gnarly firefight with him a little bit, a couple of like weeks prior to him getting killed, you know, we're like, Hey, we made it. We're alive still, you know? So it was, and then he gets snatched away. So you're just like, what the fuck? But then it came ayahuasca. Help me figure this one out. Is that that was the epiphany that I got then was that what if that these beings were of such an enlightened nature that they knew you couldn't grow you without the pain that they were going to help. Right. So, you know, back when we were getting ready to come down and play this video game, uh, uh, his name was Travis, you know whatever Travis was called at that higher echelon, you know, it was like, check this out, guys, I'm gonna get smoked when, when I'm 21. And then that's going to yeah, help you it's guys gonna fuck with y'all. Like I've already played this game 15 times. Right. So I don't need to go through the whole 80 years. Right. Yeah. So I'm going to go in, burn it down at 20 and you guys are going to see me get snatched away. And that's going to help you like get, get through yeah. it, you know? Oh no. It's uh, 
one of the times I was on acid, I had this realization that like my older brother, it was like, it's like whenever you see a guy like pick up a fumble and he's running for like the touchdown. And then you see those like big O linemen just like throw like a crazy block and they fall out of the screen and the guy goes and gets the touchdown. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that guy just got snatched away. I'm like, what is like the ultimate big brother move? Like my other brother is just my other older brother. He would like beat the shit out of any bully I ever had. He was a just jacked guy. <laughs> and like, that's the older brother looking out for you, right? Yeah. But then my oldest brother, I'm like, what's he's like the seatbelt older brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, yeah. He, he, he's, he's the muscle. But then like, yeah. but it's like the ultimate older brother move. And it's just like liberating us all. And like all three of our, all remaining brothers have talked about, it. it's the worst thing that ever happened. And if I could undo it, I'd undo it. That being said, I can't undo it. And it's the best thing that's ever happened. Now, it's been almost 10 years, so I can say that now. Yeah, you got time and distance. Yeah. It's the best thing that ever happened. And uh, Dr. Eben Alexander, he's this Harvard neurosurgeon who's this super scientific materialist. And he fell into a coma in like 2008 or something. He was in a coma for eight days. His brain was like full of pus. And they're like, he's a one in a trillion chance. No, he's dead. And then he came back like perfectly fine. And he ex experienced heaven. And he wrote a book called... Uh, Proof of Heaven. It's like a bestseller book. He's a fucking cool guy. I've had him on here. And he's gone down to just his entire, I don't think he's even done psychedelics, but he's more like more, you see like the glow in his eye. You're like, oh, this guy is, he's there. And he has another book called, um, fuck, what is, I think it's Living in a Mindful Universe. But he talks mm -hmm. about uh, life planning and not in some like, here's your 401k. No, he talks about prior to this life, not only did that guy tell you, like, hey, dude, 21, I'm going to smoke and you're going to grow. No, but you were also there. Yeah. You were like, you were like, that's a good idea. He wanted to do it at 25. And you're like, you know, what if we did it at 21? And he's like, cool, that'll be a car accident. And then, no, you were involved. You're like, no, no, no how about we're in the Marines? He's like, yeah. oh, I like that twist because this will cause that. And you're like, oh, okay. And you actually plan it out. No different than like, we're going to go to the gym. I'm going to try to do a, a set of 11. I might not get it and I need yeah. you to spot me. You're like, I got you. I got you. You're going to be there pushing me to get yeah, me, yeah. right? I'm going to feel like different? I can't do it, but your fingers. You can fucking do it. Come on, man. Just give me a little. And you're like, yeah. Why do we do that? We don't, we don't yell at the bench press. I don't, you don't go to the gym and go, these fucking weights are heavy. They're heavy so you can grow with resistance. And then the second it gets easier, you bump up the weights. So yeah. I think that we've probably done this life before. And right now we're going for a personal best. We're going, can we Bumping awaken up the weights? Yeah. Can we awaken a little more? And it's like, dude, I got an idea. You're going to do the whole thing, get into medical school, blah, 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 blah. But we're going to fucking dial it up to hard. I'm going to kill myself right after. Oh, yeah. dude, what would you do? Now you might kill yourself after because of your own depression, in which case we'll have to dial it back next time. But if you get through it, yeah, we'll have to tweak it a little bit. Yeah. But then you have to start to get to these points of like, and then they might not even know it. They might be starting to look at it like dividing by zero. They'll be like, well, I wonder what would even happen then. Like, do you want to try that strategy? Like, dude, let's fucking try it. Like, we've been doing it for eons. There is no time. We've been here forever. Yeah. You might be like, oh, let's try. So like you and I spoke in this prior life. We're like, all right, dude. So it's gonna, I'm going to wait till I'm like 32. And then you and I are going to do this like podcast together. Like, okay, okay. And that, and this might just be one little, might not be like that life-changing. It might just be like a little piece, but like, yep, there are these things moving and that might be all it is, is just like a game to awake. We're all, we're all pushing each other in the gym to get stronger. We're all trying to awaken even, because once you've awoken to the highest level and then you're all just gods, 
stream big well let's try to fucking turn this party up a little bit like let's try to get even more awake yeah all right yeah why not let's try it like what else would you do if you had i guess we'll 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 wrap up with uh i just realized we've been going for two and a half hours but like we'll (laughs) we'll we'll wrap up with uh this one of my favorite things by alan watts i know where you're going with it and i love it go ahead oh fuck god you're stealing my thunder no yeah i'm not gonna say nothing i always want to hear you say it because i love it yeah the the you know what if God? What would got, you do? Yeah. What would God got? What if God got bored? And so for everyone that hasn't heard, because Cody just uh, stole my thunder and ruined the entire podcast. Fuck it. So it's. I think I can almost quote it. It's, I wonder. I wonder what you would do if you could uh, dream any dream you wanted to dream every night. And eight hours of subjective time would be eighty years of living. At first, you would experience all your pleasures, all your sex, all your food, all your drugs. Then you'd experience fame and fortune, and then you'd experience danger, being an operator, being a fucking go rescue uh, uh, princesses from dragons. And then you would start to do scarier and scarier things, like fighting great battles. And then you would add a new wrinkle, and it's to start forgetting just a little bit of your powers, to forget that you were dreaming. And then like kids daring each other, every iteration after, you would forget a little more and a little more. And it would be so great when you woke up because you'd be so anxious and so scared of death. And then you'd wake up and you're like, oh my God, you could experience being a God for the first time. And eventually you would keep pushing and pushing and pushing, forgetting more and more of your powers until finally you would dream where you are now, sitting in this room, living the life you're living, thinking it's all real, pretending you're not God. What else... What would you do if you truly could do everything a trillion raised to the trillionth power times? This would have to be one of them. I don't know what you would do, but this would be pretty hardcore. A world economic forum taking over the world and a technocratic satanic elite. This is a pretty like hardcore movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is uh this is the movie where the credits roll and you go, like, oh dude, I that was enough for me. Like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom. Like, it's awesome that you have that thing almost memorized because that so was the the speech. It was embedded in some nice slow music, but that was the speech that led me to Alan Watts. In fact, I found out who he that, was. That was the first thing I ever found of Alan Watts. Okay, yeah, I typed that into Google, and it's like, oh, that's Alan Watts, and I was like, off to the races, man. Like, uh, it was like a month before I ever did. It was right when I was waking up to the idea that I didn't want to be a doctor. That was the yeah. first thing. Yeah, no, it's set to music. Yeah, yeah. That was, we probably watched the same video. It was uh, the band or whatever it was, was like NU, it was like New Ages or whatever. Oh, like, no. Yeah. New, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah New Ages. And, and it has like a girl wearing a cloak or something yeah. on the thumbnail. Like, yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I, just, I heard that and I was just like, holy shit, that's the fucking way it works. No, and it, but it's almost like, like a fucking MK Ultra like activation signal. Like I remember when I first maybe that's a yeah no it's like someone in, it. it's like someone in a hood and there's like a lake or something yeah 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 and it's like in a far far and deep deep down deep deep down that you are the fabric and structure of existence itself yeah and then black like, implies white life implies so yeah death. black implies white white implies black you know. He loses me a little bit on relativism, but I almost say that like Alan Watts, that voice he has is like the father that I wish I would have had, you know, like I wish my dad would have sat me down and just told me Alan Watts. Just sit you down on his knee and just, I wonder, I wonder what you would do. Yeah. And then like, 
the truth is still the truth. And if I don't know if you learn more about Alan Watts, but he was he was like a raging alcoholic and a terrible father. And then you find right, that, right. and you're like, wait, he's a piece of shit. Truth is still the truth. Hey, I mean, none of us are heroes, man. No, like, I'm I, not. I to a buddy of mine, you know, like yeah, that might have been his pyramid. That might have been his art. Maybe he was a piece of shit. Who am I to cast judgment? But he left that thing that we have both clearly discovered and it has changed our lives. How is I that mean, not for the better? Yeah, no, that is. I fucking haven't heard the yeah the new, new ages. Yeah, it almost is like some weird activation signal. I remember when I first heard it, I was like, I'd never heard of Alan Watts. Yeah, me neither. I just remember it was just like. It's like hearing a name that you used to have or something. And you're like, what the yeah. fuck? I haven't heard of that in forever. And you're like, oh. And I had this feeling of like, oh, I've woken up before. Yeah. It's just this, I couldn't quite see it. Like I couldn't see the puzzle, but I just had this slight like, I've, oh, I've, done that and it's still very like foggy but it's like oh not only have i done this but this is like the best ride ever yeah like oh oh like oh, it's all going to shit yeah no no no. it's it's supposed to like yeah, yeah it's fine though <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it's all good it's all it's like but the world again, yeah, no, no, class, class, no, no, you'll grow to love class. You're like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, huh? Like, yeah, no, no, no. Just, yeah, I know we're wrapping it up, but I, I say that to people all the time. I mean, like, you know, what part oh, of we, that we, old we can, we can keep chatting. I don't like, know. what part of that old system are you trying to save? No, I think that's a great place to end it. That's, that's one of the most beautiful things I've ever heard. So, yeah. It's, so I ask that to people, like, what part of that old system are you trying to save? You know, the, the starving Uber, the starving DoorDash driver who can't <laughs> afford to eat the thing they bring into you, you know, yeah. like, it, like it's, it's, it's all pretty subjugating and, you know, pretty not life, um, cel uh, celebratory, you know, I, um, but you know, from dissolution comes, uh, you know, uh, something better, you know, the, the uh, the acorn has to fall off the tree to hit the ground to grow into the oak, you know, and the acorn doesn't know when it's plummeting. doesn't know no. when it's surrounded by dirt and being cracked open. It doesn't know it's germinating. No. You know, and um, thinks it's dying. It thinks it's getting crushed. Thinks it's dying, you know, and then it gets battered by wind and hail for, for seasons and seasons. And it drowns in rain and yeah. And then, and then finally it's 70 feet tall and it's fucking dropping acorns, man. I mean, it's, uh, and the acorns yeah. are falling terrified and it's just sitting there like smiling. Like, no, you're yeah, like, don't worry. You'll be back. You're good. Yeah. And yeah. then the dirt smiling at the tree going, Oh, you have no idea. You're getting burned down tomorrow. Just <laughs> <laughs> like the mycelium right? told me there's a forest yeah, fire. Yeah. Coming. Right. Right. And it just, and it goes on forever and ever. And everything is like just another iteration of another yeah. one. And, it is and Marcus Aurelius would say how if that's how it happens, how is it how is it not good? How stoic stoicism, what, you know? Whatever is happening, it's clearly the thing that is happening, and it's yeah, the one that is to be. It just again, like gravity is not for or against you. Yeah, just, it just it just is. And like not only is like the like the tree like watching the acorn like lovingly detached, 
But if the tree's there for millennia, it might even kind of get bored and go, I might just wipe my memory and be an acorn. Yeah, why not it's, follow this one down? See what, yeah, I'll get, try it again. Fuck it, why not? And then it goes yeah. like, oh, I've never seen that. That acorn got caught by a squirrel. Fuck is that? Like, I've never if I drop seen- it in the river, I could get further down and get a better yeah. view for the next thousand years. Like, and what's over there? I've never yeah. even seen that shit. And then just when it thinks it's like this wise old tree, yeah, it gets carried in a river and then it lands on like a ship. And it's like, what the fuck is this? And it's the Mayflower. And then it's like, what are these? And it's never seen a human before. And it's right. like, oh, dude, there's a whole other game going on. There's this kingdom of old british people with bad teeth and then there are these crazy peasants with wigs and muskets and they're like 1776 faggots and you're like i don't even know what this is right i thought the tree was the whole thing right and it just goes on and the second you ever start to like you're like i've got it figured out i've got it figured out fucking blindsided and it's just a whole nother thing and so i guess to really wrap all the way back to what you said earlier about like dipping your pinky toe in that's what I mean by like, I don't know the mechanism, but I think it's all going to be just fine. Like, I don't yeah. know. It could be a lot of stuff. Hey, it could be a lot of suffering. It could be fucking the World Economic Forum might make the Nazis look like Boy Scouts. There might be a worldwide Holocaust that make Auschwitz look like a daycare. Who do, it, it could just be beyond our wildest nightmares. But at the other end, there will be something and then another thing. And it will just go forever and ever and ever. Fuck yeah. Or not. Or it could all be fucked and there's no meaning to any of it. That, like that too. Like, <laughs> that, that's the other thing is like, hey, man, there might not. You might wake up and realize like you're the only one awake. You're like, where's God? And there's no one there to answer you. And you're like, oh, f- I think that was Alan Watts too. You wake up and realize you're God, and you're really embarrassed because you're like, oh, I don't know what's going on at all. Yeah, you're like, well, it must be time to forget again because this is yeah, boring. Like, yeah, you might, yeah, you might, you'd, seriously, you might come into just like the ultimate of fiftieth dimension of being, and you're like, oh, this is gay. Yeah, this is, uh, uh, this is yeah. Because what would you do? That's yeah, why I think that, yeah, yeah, you might be like, it was scary, but man, COVID was kind of interesting. Fuck it, I'm going back. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. It's I don't know. I say we end it with there. That was a yeah, we, cool man, we, we awesome dude, beautiful crescendo. Um, and then, uh, dude, if you guys want like any of the people, I go through my library and okay, pick out whoever you want, and I'll there's like a ninety percent chance I'll be able to put you. If there's if I can't get you someone, it's because that's someone that also doesn't talk to me anymore. So like, uh, no, it's, yeah, you get, it's got to be those. Yeah, but dude, go. I mean, seriously. Delta Force, CIA ground branch guys, continuity of government, nuclear targeting, nuclear submarines, B-2 spirit pilots, like fucking everything. I mean, everything. All right, man. Awesome. Yeah. Israeli mercenaries, like whatever you want, go through. If you guys see something that tickles your fancy, let me know and uh, I'll put you in touch with them and or not. I don't give a shit either, but whatever. Whenever I talk to someone who also has a podcast, I, I just kind of extend that as like, you know, my library is yours. I really appreciate that, man. Thank you very much. Absolutely, dude. Yeah, Follow and come on. over and hang out with us. We'll talk about all kind of. Well, oh, we cover yeah. a lot of crazy shit here, so we're not going to cover anything wild, man. But you know, we got a buddy that does some pretty uh, uh, former action guys news on uh, YouTube. He's a he's a marine. Does a lot of the same thing. Does mainly military stuff. But uh, you know, we've extended him the uh, invitation to come on over and talk wild ass conspiracy theories that he doesn't talk on his side. You know, but I mean, I, I really enjoyed this talk, dude. Thank you so much. Yeah, dude. 
this was fun as fuck yeah and, and yeah i think i i think i stood by my word when i told you beforehand there's truly nothing that we can and can't talk about yeah man it's great it's, it's refreshing you know it's refreshing to have like no holds barred conversations because how the fuck are we gonna figure this thing out yeah man? yeah well let's, let's let's steer clear of that let's really try to focus on the speaker of the house because i think that kevin mccarthy i'm like they're pedophiles eating children on an island praising moloch but maybe there's a god in the form of a computer or an acorn like you gotta just rip yeah it. You got to go full homeless guy screaming at this guy at least once. Just at try, least once. try it out. Yeah. yeah. Just try it out. If it's not for you, you know, whatever. But, uh, yeah, dude, I'll, uh, it'll be up. This is a long one. So it's going to zoom's going to take a minute to process it, but I'll upload it tonight and, uh, I'll send it to you and, uh, Aaron. And if Aaron exists, we don't know if he exists. We might've cracked the matrix there, but right. Um, yeah, dude, go through the library, find anyone you want. Um, I could probably get them to you. Awesome, man. Thank you. I'd love to do your show, man. That would be fun as fuck. All right, cool, dude. Thank you so much. Yeah, buddy. God bless everybody.